Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Darth Proteus from No Refuge, coming to you from the darkest depths of Coruscant. And what we all really want to know is, what is Wink the YouTube spammer and Goodnight Punk, the Lord of Wampas, drinking tonight? You are listening to the Shattered Ordered Podcast. piece of junk this is the shattered order podcast go switch off if you're looking for star wars galaxy of heroes news information and theory crafting you found the podcast you're looking for Your hosts, Good Night Punk and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored. Welcome to the 80th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is Wink's Torso and a few guests. We got the guys from Cantina Vizla here. What's going on? This is Stan and Sparrow, but Sparrow, you're... Video is gone, so that's why I'm getting Wink's torso and half of his head. <laughs> oh man, this, oh, this go. is going to be a great experiment. Can't wait to see how this goes. I hit a button. Live stream issues already. <laughs> nah. Always hit the buttons. So what's going on, guys? Yep. How no, you doing? Not a whole lot. It is great to be here. Uh, first live stream doing the podcast thing, so pretty excited about it. All right. Awesome. Well. Glad we could uh, take your live stream virginity. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. The uh, <laughs> the best part is on the live stream, if you're listening to the audio, we look like uh, either A, Hollywood Squares, or B, the Brady Bunch. So take your pick, because that's what you're getting tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to randomly look lovingly at the other windows during the stream. <laughs> Always look to your right, because if not, you're going to be seeing... Oh, there you go. Hey, bud. Okay. Nice. Well... Not a whole lot going on this week for me. Just a whole lot of work and nothing. How about you guys? Yeah, pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, just nothing too terribly exciting. Uh, actually, one thing kind of exciting with a uh, bunch of Christmas gift cards I got, I went and bought a Roomba. That oh, thing kicks man, ass. That's awesome. a total <laughs> time saver. I love it. Do your cats sit on that. it? I don't have cats. I oh, have right. Eagles. You have dogs. That's right, the and Beagle Squadron. The the Roomba keeps running into the Beagles. They stand right uh, in front of the way, but, you know, whatever. It still does the job. So Great I was, at picking up dog hair. I think you and I might be the only officers in our guild that have dogs. That's why I got confused. Uh, makes, yeah. yeah, we have a lot of cat people. It's kind of weird. Well, 
before I forget, like I always do, let's get down to the real important questions of this podcast. Ooh, and that is, good idea. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? I'll just Awkward pick someone. Silence. Yeah, Stan, yeah. why don't you tell gonna... us first? Well, uh, since I'm on the other side of the bar tonight, I am starting off with some Makers and Coke. So, not getting too fancy with it, but just a good old standby. Hard to go wrong. And you're using a giant cup, I heard. Yes. So you'll, you'll, <laughs> yes. You'll, you'll, hear, you'll hear the Yeti ice throughout the night, so apologies in advance. Yeah. So we have one person with a Yeti cup and two with Yeti mics. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, I am drinking a Grim Virgin. I probably butchered that, but I am showing it on live stream. It is a amber, amber beer. It is pretty, pretty damn delicious. And uh, I'll be switching to a, uh, what is it? It's a vanilla Java Porter um, from Atwater Brewery here in a little bit, which is also quite good. Very nice. Very nice. How about you, Sparrow? <laughs> oh, I got a lovely Dogfish Head 120-minute IPA. One of their um, limited release ones. I only come in four packs, so got one of those. And then since it's like $10 a bottle, yeah, I wasn't buying a <laughs> four or six pack of that shit. So I went right to the uh, a local brewery, Trogues. Uh, got a Java Head Stout right out of Hershey, Pennsylvania. Perfect. Oh, I, love, nice. uh, I love local breweries. So good. This, uh, But I don't think that this one's local. Anderson Valley, this name is out of control here. I have to read it every time. It's called the Kimmy, the Yink, and the Holy Goes. It's a goes or a sour, and it is freaking delicious. Look at that. I don't know if you can see that bear with antlers. Pretty funny. <laughs> delicious. I don't know why. Sounds good. Sours, man. I've been all about the sours for like the past, past few months. I got away from cider. That's an understatement. Well, you know, it was all cider before I started drinking these sours, so I'm all about it. I gotta say, I'm I'm pretty jealous of your craft beer game. I'm in a podunk town in South Arkansas. If I try getting anything fancier than a Miller Lite, I'll probably get run out of town. Well, unwilling, unknowingly. kind of the same way. (laughs) I'll say unknowingly, Um, you kind of segued into something we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, so. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Real quick, uh, Sparrow, what are you drinking? IPA uh, and... Dogfish uh... Head. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. All right. Let's so, yeah, the segue. Um, something we thought would be really interesting, so been kind of looking for something that would allow us to do this, but we have a new affiliate that is uh, the Craft Beer Club. So what we're going to do is... So Craft Beer Club... Every month, they will send you a 12-pack. They will send you four different beers, three of each one, from you know two different breweries, So, you, but you get four different beers. And what we're going to do is one of those beers that they send out each month is going to be like the beer of the podcast. So we that way we can all drink the same beer together. Uh, me, Dan, everyone listening, whatever. It's going to be great. So, uh, yeah, we've... We'll have an affiliate link for that on Twitch and in our show notes if you want to join us in that. Um, hopefully, like, we'll, you know, if you order now in January, the January box is what we'll be starting probably in February here in a week or two once everybody kind of 
gets our shipments so that we can all be on the same page. And uh, yeah, we think that will be a hell of a lot of fun because it is hard for everyone to kind of get the same beer. So this is kind of a really cool way for everyone to be able to kind of share the same beer and be able to talk about it together. Heck yeah. yeah very like we're cool. All in the same bar. Yeah. And we're in the same Arcane. shit because that happens all or, the time, right? <laughs> yeah. The same cantina. Yeah. If you I, 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 that's what ran through my head. <laughs> Just didn't say it. Well done. So intro news. There's a new link to our Discord that's about two months old. I don't know why it still says new link in the notes. But uh, if you want to join our Discord, a lot of people jumping in there every day, get more and more people hanging out and coming up with awesome stuff about the game when we have our conversations. But if you want to join in there, it's discord.me slash shattered order. Just type that into your browser and it will drop you right into the invitation page for our Discord. And then it will drop you into the Discord and where we're all hanging out. So new players, old players, middle of the road players, whatever you are, we all we have a spot for everyone. So it'd be awesome to see you there. So come check it out. Exactly. Uh, you're already here if you're watching this live. What, for real those... quick. Well, real quick. I was going to say, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you go on to Twitch, uh, something else we're going to do in Discord. So... If you want to join the beer thing with us, what we're going to do is add a new spot for uh, beer buds. That's kind of a thing that we have going in our um, our guild chat, and because uh, there's a ton of us that love talking about beers. So if you want to get in on that, uh, we will be you know announcing that either you know sometime this weekend that you will be able to uh, go check that out, and we'll all be able to have a little channel where we talk about delicious brewskis. Carry on, sir. All right, all right. Well, if you are watching the live stream, you're already here. But if you are not and you are listening to our audio podcast, if you are ever interested in checking out my Wampa streams, because that's pretty much what they all turn into anyway, uh, Wampa streams or the live recording of the podcast, you can go to twitch.tv slash the... God, I always screw that up. Twitch.tv slash Shattered Order. And that's where you will find us on Twitch. Twitter... At Shattered Order, that's where we put out information about the, the live streams. Uh, just kind of shoot the shit with everyone there and, uh, you know, make fun of things. So that's the good times on Twitter. Um, if you have feedback or you want to send in a listener intro like the awesome one we had before this episode, check us out and hit us up at theshatteredorder at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, why don't you tell us about these next two ones? Wink. Um, I can do that. Uh, we're gonna, we're going to be talking about everyone's favorite character, Thrawn. So if you want to go check out that Thrawn book, audibletrial.com slash shattered order, go get yourself a free audiobook. Very exciting stuff. Uh, listener intros, feedback, send to the shattered order at gmail.com. And, uh, you can support us on patreon.com slash shattered order, but an even better and free way to uh, help us out if you want is through Twitch subscriptions. If you're an Amazon prime user, um, you, you can give us a Twitch subscription. Even if you're not an Amazon prime user, but Amazon prime users actually have a free sub to give out every month. We've kind of been talking about this for a couple weeks. Uh, thank you to everyone who has subbed to us. 
through there. We have had quite a few of you, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, it really goes a long ways. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Anything else? One, one thing. I said I was going to put you all on the splash page, and I am going to, but Twitch doesn't make it easy to know who your subscribers are. They just give you numbers. So I have to email Twitch yeah. to get the names of our subscribers, and I'm still waiting for them to write me back for that. So... Once I get those names, I'll throw that on the splash screen. But for right now, I don't know who you mystery people are. <laughs> Besides the people that have told me. And the ones with the stars in chat. all the Or crowns. Whatever. So, <laughs> there's that. Uh, one more thing. Patreon.com. We mentioned that. But we wanted to thank Elton Blues for uh, becoming a patron. The first one for February. So, we appreciate you, good friend. See you in the patron channel of our Discord. Good times hanging out there. And then, uh, yeah. Phase, Winks Phase 3 video for free-to-play players on a really good Phase 3 team oh, yes. that he used to have on YouTube. That got a lot of views, a lot of people using those strats. Uh, it was gone, but uh, it is back now. We have uploaded it to our twitch page so if you go to our twitch page and go to the videos there you can find that uh sweet free-to-play phase three heroic at team that uh wink had put out there a little while ago so yeah very exciting exactly well guys we finally got there was a little bit of news this week surprisingly finally and you know what the funniest part about it is? It was a lot less than I thought it was going to be. What about you guys? Did you expect more than what the update was? <laughs> yeah, they said they were coming back from the holiday break. We figured they would come back with, with something. Um, so we got we got a little taste, but I, yeah, I was expecting a little more. <laughs> Try to start the start 2018 off you know, with a little bit more of a bang. I, I pretty much opened up the update notes for this update, and all I saw was... First order executioner everything and I was I was like, wait, did I miss something? We got they introduced the character, they talked about all his packs, and then they did like what's ahead. It was crazy. You saw what? You saw what? First order executioner? All I saw was a panda. A panda 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 <laughs> panda. All I saw was a panda. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna call him? Panda? Oh yeah. Everyone will be yeah, like he's a, he's a panda. Who's panda? It was Panda the Panda in the freaking team. <laughs> Who else looks like a panda? He looks like a Funko <laughs> Pop to me. I don't know if you've gone through his character model, but his head just looks abnormally large. It is pretty big, I will admit. Hmm. It's, it's, hmm. Sounds like a panda. I haven't so, really paid that much attention. <laughs> sounds like a panda. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So they updated the... So after they came out with that update, they updated again, actually adding a little bit more information in there. And they also updated the January calendar. So for the third week in a row, we're going to update the January calendar because apparently that just seems to be the thing to do right now because uh, every week it seems to have changed. But this week they added two things that I know a lot of people are probably excited about. And the first one of those things is... is is a, in a legendary character that seems to come back more often than every other one, and that is Thrawn. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because he has a, a legendary ship that you need him for, but, 
Yeah, he's come Possibly. back three times in the last three months. Is that right? It seems like, he, yeah, he seems like he's here every single month, which, you know, that's fine. And he, he is the most difficult legendary event by <clears throat> quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. It's the only one that I've really had trouble with. So maybe that factors into it a little bit. The fact that the other ones have been quite a bit easier. I don't know. And the, the other one that was actually just as hard when it first came out was Yoda with the RNG on which Jedi actually appeared in order to actually get through there. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of curious, too. You know, we've got Rebels Season 4 or the uh, last season, second half coming up. I wonder if there's some sort of co-marketing going on with that, too. May That could be, for sure. The, uh, gosh... Goldfish brain. I had something I was going to say just now. Give me a second. I'll remember it. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember now. Um, Capcast said on Reddit, because uh, we were talking about Reddit, but the... Or we're going to talk about Reddit, but he said that Yoda's event was actually one of the harder ones for them to do the mythic event for because it was the only one that had the rotating characters on the last stage of the battle for that one. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> that beer delivery service is just out of this world. That time yeah, it was no, a delivery, sir. That time it was a vape, it... a battery for my vape. So. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Still a delivery service. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they. It doesn't look like. Thrawn this month is going to have a mythic, but they are still working on that. But apparently Capgast has been working on quote unquote quote okay, quote unquote other things. So uh yeah. And now, it, it wasn't just other things. He was very obvious about the fact that I've been working on dot 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 other things. Like he's like not other mythics, but something else. Yes, like there is and he's the event guy, so if he's working on something else, it's an event of some sort. There's We're going to get into rumors here in a little bit, but there's been a lot of speculation about things that might come. So we're kind of going to touch back on this, you know, here in a little bit. But there are, there are some things that, you know, have been floating around that, uh, you know, might be those events he's talking about. Interesting. I see where you're going with that. So the other part to this is the Chimera event is starting the exact same day as the Thrawn event. So you're also when yes. Thrawn comes back, you're also going to be getting the Chimera capital ship. So you're going to need your two Phoenix ships, the Ghost and the Phantom, at uh, five stars or higher, and three other Rebel ships along with Home One to get that ship so if you have all home one seven starred along with three rebel ships and the two phoenix ships you can get them seven star but don't despair i know a lot of people have talked about i'm not going to be able to get chimera seven star this time of event that will be it won't, means you won't be able to use them at the end of dark side territory battles but you it's not like a hero's journey character you can still unlock him at five stars and six stars so it's not uh, all or nothing on this so you will still will be able to use them in your fleet arena but not in the end of dark side territory battle so for me i'm uh, i'm sitting yeah I, I think i'm about 1200 or so on both the phoenix 
or sorry, the Ghost and the Phantom. Uh, so I'll be getting six stars this time around. But how about you guys? Where are you guys at? Yep. Well, I've got him at five star um, now, and I'm actually rocking him in uh, Fleet Arena, and he's more than viable at five five star, hitting top twenty usually. But absolutely, I'll have him. I'll have him. I'll have him at seven stars next go around. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I wasn't getting I second caught, that. I'm caught in the out exact by... same boat. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys because I went through and I wasn't going to get caught out by CG's games and not have home one at seven stars. So I refreshed expecting them to put the Chimera the week before home one came yeah, back. Yeah, it's crazy. So everybody free to play uh, could get them uh, at seven stars. Yep. If I had thought about it, I would. I shouldn't have done the refresh because I got home one at seven stars, but I knew I needed like probably 120 shards of each of them still for the Phoenix ships. So, and and if it was coming back like from middle of January to beginning of February, I probably wasn't going to get all those shards, but I did it anyway, and I'm right where I said I was. So, I don't have those Phoenix ships, so I won't get the seven star. But I do have the home one, so. Too bad I didn't yeah. need to spend those 800 crystals. No kidding. Especially because the day after the Chimera event ends, Home One comes back. Really convenient. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. So, did you see on Reddit everybody complaining, saying they have to be moving Home One up so everybody can actually have a chance at the Chimera? I'm like, no. No. No, there's no, no. way they're going to be doing yeah. that. No, they <laughs> no, wanted you to chance. do it at the. They wanted you to refresh in the other events, but you gotta see yep, through absolutely. the game. You gotta see through like, the game. I guarantee they're gonna put those that uh, home one shard pack back in there. That nine ninety nine um, oh, shard yeah. pack for oh, a chance yeah. of ten to whatever um, chance of shards. Yeah. So people have to spend two hundred extra crystals rather than just refreshing the eight hundred. Yep, I agree. I will. You'll see that for sure, because they always offer offer some kind of option when you have no other way to get it for you to just buy it outright. So makes perfect sense. Yeah, there's always there's always a pay to play option. So the other thing they that uh, was going on, and I don't remember from the Reddit comments but maybe one of you two guys does or one of you three the yoda event is coming back like we talked about the first time we talked about this calendar but i can't remember if Capgas said this month's was going to be mythic or not do you guys know if he confirmed that yeah he said he was well, working on was... it and it was very close to being done so he should it's sh the next one should be the new one okay yeah makes sense it's it was one of those things. It sounds like there's about a ninety five percent chance that the this upcoming Yoda event will be mythic, but there is that chance that it won't be because of the other stuff he's been working on. But it sounds like uh, Yoda and Palpatine, uh, both of their next events should have the mythic up and ready to go. Sweet. Yeah, he he mentioned that the Yoda mythic would be quote different than the other ones as far yeah. as the uh, the recipe goes. What do you think that means? That is a good question. Because well, he did well, say obviously the, I mean the reason is because you use Jedi to get Yoda who is a Jedi, and none of the other events are that way. They're all using, kind of the opposing faction to get them. So I'm assuming that with Yoda, it's probably going to be um, in the you know next two tiers where you know one of them is you can use any characters, kind of like the other ones have been, 
and one of them will probably require a specific faction, possibly clones, possibly Sith, possibly Empire, something along those lines. But that is kind of what I'm guessing is going to happen. Yeah, if they would put in clones and have one little cutscene with the Emperor's little hologram saying execute order 66 and go through it, that would just make my year. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty funny. Why? Oh, okay, so I have a question. Why are clones not dark side? I mean, we need dark side clones, right? Because those evil bastards killed all the Jedi, who are clearly light side. They're Clone Wars, Clone Wars. Clones. Clone Wars, clones. <laughs> right, yeah, there you go. Clone Wars, like clones, clone... okay. That's... They'd have to be... Wars Chewbacca. You know. He doesn't have any synergy with Han or the Millennium Falcon because he's Clone Wars Chewbacca, not regular Chewbacca. Plus, they already have so that would be dark kind of side clones. They're called Stormtroopers and First Order so, Stormtroopers. Well, uh, so, yeah, clones, but, though, I mean, technically. Uh, yeah. They wear the same armor. So it would be interesting if they brought out like a dark side clone. So you could have that dark side synergy with some characters, but you could still also have that clone synergy. You would have that same faction that's on both sides of the spectrum, which would be kind of interesting. So what you're saying is it would be cool if they had a character that could be both dark side and light side. All I'm hearing is yeah, kind of. all I'm hearing is Wink saying he wants clones. So I don't no, know. No, 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 I don't know what I want. I don't know what's happening I want right to now. Kill. I want dark side clones. I'm more of a light side guy, so I want dark side clones. That way, I feel better about killing them. Oh, okay. And hating them. All right. Right now, okay. I kind of feel a little weird about hating clones. them, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess so I have another question sense. for you then. Think about this: How do clones go from being able to hit everything in Clone Wars and everything? They just snipe the crap out of people, and then all of a sudden they become stormtroopers, oh, and they can't hit the broadside of a barn. <laughs> have you not heard this? Okay, so the theory goes that the stormtroopers are actually intentionally trying to miss. Like, have you read that whole theory? Like, if you yeah. watch like the parts where they miss. It's not really times where you would want them to miss. Yet they're accurate enough to shoot the tracks on the Jawa moving city thing. So, you know, kind of interesting. The city thing is bigger than a barn. <laughs> Just hard to yeah. miss it. Well, true. Yeah. But, the, <laughs> I mean, they're hitting one very specific point on it. So, and how RNG. everyone talks about how... You know, it's <laughs> RNG. Uh, <laughs> crazy I bastards. guess that's possible. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sandcrawler. Yes. Thank you, GD Sands. Yeah. That, the alcoholic <laughs> got Whatever. What's next? What is next? Okay. So we got the update. And uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff on there. So let's start with I'm going to start with the end of the update just because I know that you guys will have some things to say about it. But uh, the what's ahead, this was the exact quote. Hold on to what you love. Now, <laughs> we know there's more Last Jedi characters coming, so pretty much everyone has an idea. There you go. You got it, Wink. Everyone has a pretty good idea of what they <laughs> love, what hold on to what you love means. So let's see if everyone's ideas here align. What do you guys think? What does it mean? It's it's Rose, hundred <laughs> percent. It's it's Mary Poppins Leia. <laughs> you have to hold. 
<laughs> Hold on, so she doesn't float away. Possible. Could be. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of with... I'm kind of with Dan's theory on this and that it's beer because <laughs> who doesn't love beer? Um, yeah, no, it's, I'm definitely with you. It's gotta be Rose. So and the salt, the salt coming out of that is just fantastic. You've got the, the salty people for the game. You've got the salty people from the movie. It's just a perfect storm of salt around this character, which makes me want to wail out seven star her runner with Jar Jar, Kid Anakin, Ultimate Troll Team, General Mieber from the Clone Wars. Anybody else I can throw in there? I love it. Did, did they make that final plan salt just because of this? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Maybe they knew all along what people would think of this movie. Just so yeah, I, what they're going to do with Rose is they're going to make her have so much synergy with Ray. Like she's going to be a taunting tank or something, and she is going. You're not going to be able to run Ray without her, and it's going to piss everyone off because for the most part, I get the feeling that most people didn't like her. There are people who did. Great. I'm kind of neutral. Eh, I just. I don't know what she added to the story, I guess. That's okay. So, uh, so let me let me just say right there from that. That is the that's the part that catches <clears throat> me because I think I think people for the most part don't like her because a what she put into the story we don't see any value to it now. Like we haven't seen episode 9, which wasn't this this movie wasn't even written with episode 9 at the forefront of their minds, so it kind of makes it weird that this story was in there, that nothing happened. So I think people didn't like her only because she was almost pointless. That and mag movie magic of her taking... Never mind, I'm not going to spoil things. But mm -hmm. it's... it's yeah. People don't see the reason for her to be there. So why... It makes a lot of salt around her for that character. But as a character overall, I actually like her. I just think it the fact that that whole arc of the movie was could have been taken out and nothing would have changed. Exactly. Yeah, I, I it, it's that. not her as a character. Like, her acting, like, just her in general, like, she was fine. I just don't understand why the character was there. I mean, I I can't recall... I mean, most Star Wars stories, the main characters, they have a point. Like, they're, there's a big reason why they're there, and I just didn't get that feeling from her. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of feel that whole side mission was to show that there was more to the galaxy than just light side versus dark side. There were, you know, neutral parties prof profiting off of it. Didn't really care about the resistance or the first order. They kind of did a poor job of translating that into the movie, but that's kind of my takeaway from it. Yeah, I think you're uh, on something they... there, along with the fact that uh, that there are other force users out there looking to be the good guys. Like the end of yeah. the movie. I think there. they really were trying to. I think they were really trying to get that little kid to force grab that broom. Is yeah. kind of part of it, but I, I see it completely yep. different than Wink. I don't. I don't see that uh, Rose going through and synergizing with Jedi Ray at all. I think the whole setup for Rose will be uh, synergizing with Finn, so you can almost run two complete um, resistance teams. Yeah, um, with for it sure. and have a. Finn and Rose in one team and Jedi Ray and BB-8 in another. Because imagine if they're going through and like every time you, you think you kill Finn and all of a sudden Rose just 
automatically taunts and takes the attack or something like that. And That's kind of an interesting point. She could be like a reviver or something. Or just yeah, yeah. Could, I was thinking like kind of like the uh, zombie mechanic where zombie can't be killed if another night sister's on the field. What if Finn can't be killed if if Rose is Ra- still there? Or Rose is on the yeah. Or he's killed. She t- she goes down instead. So basically, yeah, a revive for Finn, but that takes her out instead. Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Now, that'd given be, her un- some mechanic like that. Yeah, given her unpopularity, how do you think they're going to launch this character? I think it'd be pretty ballsy if they put her in a marquee event and wanted us to buy the lottery packs for her. <laughs> but here's the oh, thing, that's right? What she's do, a named, no doubt about it. No doubt. The thing is, she's a named character that was one of the main characters in the movie. But here we are with First Order Executioner, who is just a random character with three abilities that is also in a pay pack. So. I still think there's enough people out there that would rather pay for a named character in a pack than just some random dude. And they did that with him, so I can see them totally doing that with her. That's true. Well, to go along with that, also, like, you have to remember that going through, I know Capcast said today on Reddit and everything was also the marquee events on whether people are given to you at two, three, four, five six, seven stars is based on how important they are in, basically in the movie. So, I mean, First Order Executioner was kind of still Fourth Awakened, so we really haven't had a true, full-on um, Last Jedi character. So Rose would be the first full, um, only Last Jedi character. So probably going to be a marquee event, one, probably three stars. If They won't really want to kind of stick it to people. Make make her a uh, <laughs> a legendary event. <laughs> that will give the certain, salt. Certain that will make the have salt. A legendary come. event for. Oh, yeah. You know, here, here's what I want them to do. Heroes just, just because I I love the cheese. If they would make it a Valentine's Day event and give us a rose for Valentine's Day, my dad joke brain would just explode, and I'd love it. <laughs> that would that would be a long wait for a new character, though. As long as yeah, they put really. things in between them. That's about a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um... Wink's head just exploded thinking that it could be on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let me bring up these notes now that I got everything I was looking for here. Uh, so... There was also a... Mention of a quality of life update. So I'm pretty happy to hear that. Yeah, which... Yeah, I mean, the quality yeah, of life... For like, sure. When the uh, first quality of life came out, um, I think it was end of, end of February, early March last year, they did specifically say they wanted to do a quality of life at least once a year. Um, so I was kind of expecting this quality of life to be start showing up. I mean, there's plenty of things that I've heard rumors about they're working on for quality of life. Um, one of them, which they did mention, is they kind of have a workaround for the 600 right now, which I read and <laughs> I look at 600s every day or at least once a week. And I'm like, I have no idea what they're asking me to do. So this doesn't seem like a workaround or any solution to me. It would be 
Yeah. So, okay. So first, first, let me say, pretty excited that there's going to be a quality life update. Those things are awesome. We covered that one really in depth last time it came out, just because there was just so much involved in it, and hopefully that this one goes just as far, and we see a lot of the things that we wanted in this one. But as far as that update goes for the 600 thing, I don't see it as a, uh, I don't see it as a update or fix right now. It's as just a way to get it to work for your people. And the question to me that I break this brings up to me is, was it like this forever? And now they're just telling us how to do it and that, uh, there's a fix coming because they could have held that in their back pocket forever. And yeah. And I'll, I'd kind of be curious to see just how big an issue it is with the, the general populace. I mean, obviously the people on the stream and people on Reddit that really take the game seriously and care about it, they want this, you know, this fixed, but for the, the average user and the amount of stress that goes into counting these 600s versus the, the effort that goes into fixing it. I don't know if it's, it's worth it to them. Because we, we were talking about in our guild, we, we have a set schedule. We raid Rancor three times a week and HAAT twice a week, and we'll do a bonus one every two or three weeks if we get the get the extra tickets. And if we have a, if we have somebody miss a 600 you know, every day, worst case, we may miss one extra raid a month or once every two months. And really, at the end of the day, that's not that big a deal versus the absolute headaches that go into <laughs> tracking it. So, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I know it's more of an optics thing than anything because you want everybody pulling their weight. I, I get that. But the actual ground results. So, yeah, I don't know. Shattered order. Hardcore casuals. That's what we call ourselves. That's what we have always <clears throat> been. That's the way we've always done it. Um, we don't count tickets. So, we're usually, uh, any given day, we're between 28.5 and 30,000 tickets. But uh, it, uh, being a you know, night shift father of four babysitter during the week guy. I just never have time to count these things. And I just don't want to force my officers to either. So for, we have never done enforce the 600 thing. We know that we are missing a raid or two a month, but as far as, you know, uh, personal sanity, we've kept that in check by not doing the, uh, the ticket counting. Only because it's broken. Now, let's say that the they do fix this the way it's supposed to be. Well, then, well, you know, everyone should be getting it. And we'll be able to see who doesn't. But right now, it's just too much work. And I, I feel for everyone that actually goes in and does this every day. Because I hear the horror stories, and I'm just not interested. Yeah. So and it is painful. I, I used to be the one, one of the people <clears throat> that really got stressed out over 600s, you know, 10 minutes before reset I'm, I'm direct messaging people on discord where are you at get your tickets and man it's just it stressed me out to, to no end yep yeah it calms damn down pretty quickly with that i was like yeah <laughs> I, if you want to do it you more than welcome to do it but what we do for our guild and i keep track of tickets is i just do it once a week i create a spreadsheet i just look at lifetime tickets I just type everything in and have a formula and it populates into the next category and pop up. And then I have a um, kind of a variant system. So like if they get any 
anywhere they average 588 tickets or more we don't issue strikes strike and we do a three strike system so if you go through an average less than 588 tickets for that week over um you get one strike if you miss three weeks in a row then we look to replace you um but if you miss one week and then you gain the uh if you get your 600 the next week we just clear that strike right away is how we do it and i do have that variance in it but it's still a pain to go through and do that but yeah for sure i mean that seems to be the easiest situation and i don't have to look at it i just do it once i go through once a week issue the strikes and go hey guys look at that look at this i know um lifetime ticket counter is can and is broken also and can happen i was like if you just happen to get a strike just keep doing what you're doing if you think you're getting 600 it'll clear out next week and it's no big deal yeah i mean if, we, if you got if you got a good guild member that's act that's participating in territory wars can clear territory battle waves there's no point in kicking them out just because you know they missed 12 tickets so yeah that's that's I'm my with, take on it that is that's i'm the same story i i I understand the frustration for everyone that wanted this fix and were really big advocates of it. And so I'm on their side. I'll sign the uh, I'll sign the documents and stuff that they want to get this fixed, but it's I don't have the same passion for it between it getting fixed or not as a lot of people. And I know that'll probably make some people upset, but it's yeah. Uh I just I don't know. It's a game I want to have fun playing it, and I don't want I, I I am very bad at confrontation, and I just hate to be such a stickler if you missed ten tickets because I don't know, just doesn't seem I don't know. I want to have fun. I don't want to be I don't want to be a Debbie Downer every day. That would just take away the, from the game for me, and then why would I even play it if I'm not having fun? You know. And yeah, something absolutely. else about the tickets is, like, at this point, the the raids <clears throat> aren't giving, you know, on, like, a percentage base of what you need. They're not giving the same amount as you're getting from Territory Battles and Territory Wars. So, if somebody's missing tickets, it hurts everyone far, far less than it did whenever raids was kind of the in-game of, you know, in-game uh, game mode or whatever. All right. Well, speaking of that, it's kind of like what the quality of life I'm hoping for is either a gear exchange or something they do with the classic raids in order to get for battles where you can actually buy what you want as part or gear what you uh, the gear you need. Because, I mean, right now I'm stuck gearing Nice Sister Acolyte. I'm stuck gearing um, Colonel Stark. I'm stuck gearing mother talzin all because i need droid collars i, I knew I that was the piece collars. you were going to say <laughs> i knew it because i have both oh. of my accounts are sitting just five or six characters waiting for a droid collar and then after that it's just smooth sailing but it's just sitting and waiting for that one piece that drives me nuts like if they had yeah, a one for the... one trade station where the raid, if you could trade the 40 boom boxes you got for 40 droid callers, I would be happy because the RNG of those things is just so terrible. I, I, just I would trade that. them F on a that. 1 to 10 rate. Yeah. F that. I just want 
I just want currency for the uh, guild store. Give me going through rather than giving dropping that gear. Give me a currency and change the uh, drop rates, so I can actually buy the droid collars in the guild store. As and long just as make the... it exactly like territory battles, where you get a little bit of gear, but you get mainly uh, currency, so you can buy what you want. Here's what I don't or like about what that. If we... A, you don't get the chance for the full drop. So unless you got a chance at a full drop or you got currency, I'd be okay with that. And then second of all, they'd have to change the way the guild store worked to where you could buy more than five to ten at a time. Because in the raid, you get way more than that. And I don't want to wait 24 hours through refreshes for what I need to pop up for me to be able to buy it. You know what I'm saying? 24 hours That's... Twenty-four hours is better than waiting three weeks for it to drop in the, in the actual... Uh... That's fair. Raid. Yeah, I, um, I see your point. I see your point. Uh, something else that would be nice is if they would just let you convert some of that gear to currency. Even if it was like a 80% return rate or something, that would be so much better than just being stuck with a bazillion boom boxes when you don't need them. Although, I did apply three today to General Veers. That was very exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to see that too, but and I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but it kind of ties into what he, Capgas said about the um, state of the challenges and the Omega battles. You know, people are complaining yeah. about having so much gear, and the answer we got back was, "Hey, no, no change coming up. It's working as intended for lower level players." Yep. So. So we get a gear exchange store. I'd love to see it, <laughs> but I, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath for it. Yeah. All right, well, I am. It's a quality of life. It is a huge quality it, it of life. It would be. It would uh, <laughs> definitely be. All right, so let me guide this train back on the tracks. Like We like we love going off track here on the Shadow Art Podcast, but uh, we oh, also... thank you. <laughs> we also <laughs> got to talk about this awesome new character here, and that is the First Order Executioner. So Panda. Panda, panda, panda. Every time you say that, I think of that uh, designer song it it's it's better than everybody calling him fox because then i only only think of the song what does the fox say mm -hmm. uh, i'd rather hear panda no, than fox that's please for sure. don't. but the yeah. problem I, I was going with fox executioner <laughs> fox executioner i every, people will stretch anything <laughs> out to what they want it to be because why are we capitalizing the x because it's cool. Yeah, so is foe because we can <laughs> foe is another word it's not like you're saying something that isn't a word like yeah fod actually that's a word in the but, navy but whatever foo like Buh. first order that's officer a, that's a meal <laughs> foo that's a feel all right so first it's order a... executioner let's talk about this dude a little bit so he's a merciless first order attacker who executes executes powerful attacks wow wordplay there Nice I didn't wording. catch that the first time. <laughs> Executes powerful attacks. Well played. So, he is First Order Faction, obviously. And he is a dark side attacker for the First Order. So, uh, before we that. get into his abilities, I want to ask you guys what you thought about his um, marquee event and what it made you think of the character overall. Because... I will say this, when the kit came out and I saw three abilities, I was like, man, is this guy going to be any good? Yeah. 
Um, I was super impressed from the marquee event. Uh, I don't know how many times where he would use death sentence, then use death sentence, then use death sentence, then use death. Like he just keeps going. He it, it's never ending. Um, just because of the amount of turn meter he gains from that and stuff. It's, it's really cool. Uh, he's an awesome attacker. Does a lot of damage turn meter gain. Very fun. I'm pretty impressed. It's a simple kit, uh, or simple in the fact that there's not a ton of abilities, but he seems pretty well designed. He does what he does really well, but he's not overpowered, but I think he'll fit in with, uh, you know, other teams. Yeah. Yeah, he was a fun character. I liked it. Like you said, I like this kid. I, I love just smash, 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 smash with the executes. That's, that's a ton of fun. I just... I can't get excited over marquee events. I, I, I typically do them when I wake up to, to piss in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, yeah, we got a marquee <laughs> event. And I'll blow my phone up, and by the time I'm back in bed, it's it's done, and then it's three months to go till I can start actually farming the character and using him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, marquee events as a whole kind of suck in that way because you know that after that you're not going to touch them again for a while. But, uh yeah. Once this guy does come out, I'm definitely going to farm him, I think. I think he'll make oh, an yeah. awesome he'll make an awesome addition to a first order team, especially if you can take out some someone in there or maybe to be able to make a second team cuz I don't think we're probably done seeing first order characters considering I think Hux will probably still come into this game in the next month. Agreed. But uh the fact that he's like a mini a less turn meter getting version of Darth Maul is awesome to me. So basically, yeah. use a special. If it kills someone, it resets its cooldown, and you get 80% turn meter for him as opposed to the 100 for uh, Maul. But uh, it makes him feel almost the exact same and lets some of your other characters get turns in there too. Of course, the, the, the enemy might get a turn in there too as well from that, but... Uh, as far as dark side territory battles, I think that could get end up getting pretty powerful, especially to just blow through the first two or three uh, phases of the yep. combat mission. You know what I mean? So. And I don't know if y'all saw the videos. I assume you did that the game changers released. He had some really impressive damage in the raids. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, he was clearing out turrets and doing some pretty awesome damage to the tank like in phase two of the AAT. I'm I mean I'm pretty impressed with him. Like there were some times where he was getting, you know, sixty to eighty thousand damage per attack, which is obviously fantastic. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff they do with the the stacking stats. I like that they're yeah. putting that into the game now. Yeah, yeah the sure. stacking ends up very cool, especially when uh, when Wampa does it. <laughs> you and your Wampa, man. I love me some Wampa. <laughs> I'm just saying. We'll, we'll talk about him here in a bit. We uh, had to put a spot in here for us to specifically talk about because uh, I know you would want to talk about Wampa. Always. The Wampa segment. So first order executioner abilities. First one is called Judgment. Deal physical damage to target enemy and gain health up 30% for one turn. If the target 
is debuffed, this attack is guaranteed to be a critical hit, and First Order Executioner gains advantage for two turns. So, uh, guaranteed crit if they're debuffed, gains advantage for two turns, also gets health up on his basic, so which is good for him because of his unique, which adds more offense the more health he has, so that makes sense. Uh, Death Sentence is, is his special, and it is the one where he pops out the little uh, electronic axe there. Electronic. Electric axe. <laughs> Deal physical damage to target enemy, remove 50% turn meter, and dispel all buffs on them. If this attack defeats an enemy, first order execution gains 80% turn meter, and the cooldown of this attack is reset. Otherwise, he gains 40% turn meter and 20% health max health stacking until he defeats an enemy so basically if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't get kill someone with it he gains turn he still gains turn meter and he gains max health stacking um which gives him more offense to fire off this uh attack and with a better chance to kill someone so yep that is the one and that's that really cool like Maul, in my opinion yeah and the fact that he's an executioner and if he's not executing people, he's getting more survivability. That's kind of a really cool twist on the character that, and something we haven't really seen in the game before either. Nope. I'm kind of surprised execute doesn't uh, prevent revives. That's kind of a good point. Uh, th that's, you know, revive prevention, I think is only... Is, is Nihilus the only one that has that? Didn't execute from Boba Fett? Same? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. those are the only two. Uh, I mean, it is so, a... Uh... Yeah, that's, that would have been really interesting if they would have added that. I agree. Yeah, might have been too OP. Especially <laughs> since he can go so much. <laughs> if, it it's, it Maybe. really wouldn't be a problem Maybe in like too. PvE. And, well, I don't even know how big of a problem it would be in, like, Arena because I don't see this dude taking four turns straight and wiping out a whole Arena team. Unless he's just been around that long that he was wound up with that much extra health power that he could do that. But Arena battles are only five minutes, so good luck getting to that point. But Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the unique total order, first order executioner scores a critical hit. He gains 10% max health stacking until the end of the counter. And first order allies gain 10% turn meter. First order executioner has bonus offense equal to 5% of his max health. So his unique here will give him 10% max health every single time he crits and give 10% turn meter to all first order allies, which is an, a nice little added bonus there when he takes his turns but uh that stacking health is the main point of this because five percent of his max health goes to offense so the longer yep. he's alive the longer the phases go as far as like dark side territory battles or raids he will continue to get stronger and stronger yep for sure that that's really i love that about his kid it's probably one of my favorite parts uh i mean these stacking things you know like kylo i mean everybody knows how damned irritating kylo can be when you attack him a lot or stun him or something when he gains all that defense and offense 
And executioner is kind of the same way, especially um, somebody mentioned it in our chat, you know, just about uh, being under a Phasma Zeta. He could be really deadly because if he's getting called in, you know, he's executing critical hit, giving turn meter, gaining the buffs, uh, and he's obviously going to be great in longer term battles like the raids. Uh, he can he'll be able to put down some pretty serious damage. Yeah, I can see him being one of those ones we see uh, all the YouTubers putting out videos about. Look at this ridiculous amount of damage I can do with this guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting the uh, Panda to show up in that Big Mix uh, Heroic AAT team to try to get through uh, P2. That way they do P2, P3, P4 all clear with the Panda. It just yeah. seems like he's going to be able to go through and do enough damage to actually be able to clear that because that's the only issue there people are having right now as far as cl clearing that whole heroic AT. I can see him fitting in there, but the only issue I have with that is if you're watching the videos from the game changers, they went through and one of the things you didn't mention as far as what they changed when they updated the uh up the uh the post on the forum. What they didn't mention on what they updated is they changed the screenshot saying when they took all those videos, he actually had seven dot mods on him once again, in which <laughs> people called him out for, and then they went through and all of a sudden changed the picture to say, Oh, look, they don't have any mods on them all of a sudden. But what I took away from that too is, so I don't know if the damage came from those seven dot mods, even if they didn't. And people are like saying, Oh, they're just doing that. They keep doing that. I'm fully expecting these seven dot mods to come. And the other interesting thing that I took away from it is if you looked on how they actually, um, or what seven dot mods they had on there, they had seven dot mods on everything, but the arrow, which was a five dot mod, which I would assume is a speed arrow because those don't drop very often. And they probably and won't be on six and seven star mods. I'm yeah. And, Real quick, I'm fully expecting when they come out with six or seven star mods that they won't give speed increases over what's currently available. I think they will just amplify the other basic stats and secondary stats just to kind of balance out speed and everything else. But here's the problem yeah, but... with that, all right? If their own people are putting out videos where they're using five-star speed mods over their own seven-star mods that are supposed to phase those out, why would we do the same? No, no. I, I'm thinking those five-dot mods are because they're having to farm them on their accounts because those five-dot speed arrows don't show up often, and the triangles mods don't show up for shit anywhere. Yeah. So... Yep. Not having a seven dot of those two mods makes sense to me just because they don't show up anywhere. No, well, well, no that's I, a I, really good point. Yeah, I kind of agree too. I think the I think we are going to get six and seven star mods uh, pretty soon, and I also think they are going to balance it out like they did with G12 gear. So I don't think we're going to get the speed like we used to. And that's the way speed should work, in my opinion. It should be like a fighting game. You either hit a whole bunch really quick for less damage or hit once for a lot of damage. Well, here's yep. a wild idea. Let's say the, they are going... Let's say what we all... Well, I won't say we all because I'm not 100% sure you guys would agree with me, <laughs> but 
What I want, and I know Wink is cool with it, is a new raid. So let's say that they put out a new raid, but yeah. they did not add Gear mm. 13 with it. And instead of adding new gear pieces to it, it gave out some Gear 12 pieces, but the main thing you got from the new raid was 6 and 7 star mods, along with whatever character it was for this raid. Well, that's originally, what... that's how raids were going to be. I mean, whenever yeah. they first came out with mods, what... they threw 6 and 7 dot mods into the raids as part of the rewards, and then they, and that was the only way to get them, and they quickly got rid of that because of the backlash from it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them do something similar when they do eventually release them. Yeah, and the thing about the backlash on that wasn't the fact that they were six and seven star mods. It was that they were six True. and seven star mods with those super inflated stats that came out when mods first came yeah. out. So I can still see... Yeah. That's why I, I don't wish... see my idea being totally out there because it has happened before. It was their original model. But maybe for their new reintroduction on these six and seven star mods, that might be where you see them come out. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like they don't have these six and seven dot mods already coded and finalized and everything because we have already seen them. And I mean, the backlash was more that those pay to play players because at the time, those were like kind of like territory battles. If you look at the top ten GP list um, of guilds, those were the only people c completing the heroic uh, rancor at the time to be able to get those. Uh, six and seven dot mods mm -hmm. that's why there was backlash because all it was doing was giving the top guilds and the guys that were pay to play an even bigger advantage over everybody else that didn't even have a chance um is why there was more of a it seemed like a huge backlash because it was a very small select people that were able to get those mods right away yeah yeah yeah, and I think they will. They're going to have to release some sort of new PVE content before they release mods because once six and seven star mods come out, you've completely trivialized light side and dark side territory battles. There's no more incentive to really keep grinding and improving your characters. You just throw, throw some six, seven star mods on your characters and, and breeze through it. So until they're ready to just toss, those, toss that aside and replace it with something else, I don't think we're going to get it. That's why I think that when we do a... get a raid... Very good thought there. I didn't yeah, that's why that. I think. We, yeah, when we do get a raid, I think we're gonna get a level cap increase too. So be prepared for that. Yeah. You know what? I I've always be... been against level cap increases, but uh, we've been at eighty-five so long. I could actually see one coming within the next year. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised but, with that. Well, to me, we half the fun uh, half. Half the fun of doing a raid is figuring out what teams work and, and getting your guys leveled up to, to make those teams. Mm -hmm. If they just release it the way it is now, we'll we'll just plug in resistance, plug in who we got, you know, find find the characters. We'll have a beat within a week. And this is farm it's farm status already, and that's not that's not fun. Yep. Yeah. Um to to do a level cap increase, I feel like there would have to be a little bit more currency coming in. Uh but I don't know, maybe not. Um, that would really, really uh, hold people back from that. But I guess we'll see if it happens. But I agree. So that is pretty much it for the update for this week. Um, we are now going to move into our new player segment for the week, 
So I wanted to get her into something I thought would be interesting as far as new characters go. So there's a... Or new players go. So when you were starting this game... I okay, so let me preface this. I... We are start. I guess I can announce this right now, but I meant to do it at the beginning. We are starting a Shattered Order new player guild. So basically, if you start today, if you started a week ago, you started three weeks ago. If you want to be in a guild, and you want to, you know, be able to get help with what you're doing and be around people that know a lot of uh, what's going on in this game and how to help you to advance, I am starting a new guild. If you're interested in that and you're a new listener and are looking for a place to find home, you can do that. But with that, I needed to start an alt to get to level 22 to start the guild. So I did that today. And uh, basically, when you first start this game, I can see going into this fresh. After playing this game all day today between levels 1 and 20. I'm 20 right now. So 1 to 20 I did in one day. And uh, literally all you have in front of you, if you are a new player to see, is the characters they give you, which apparently they don't give you Jawa anymore. Instead, they give you uh, Farm Boy Luke. Uh, so you have Chewbacca, you have Jedi Consular, you have Clone, uh, Clone Sergeant Phase 1, you have uh, Farm Boy Luke. I don't know if I said that. Basically, you got a bunch of bunch of garbage. <laughs> you got a bunch of garbage. So you got Talia, Royal Guard, and yep. Resistance Trooper. I think he'll give was you a Resistance Trooper. Not anymore since we're not oh, really? near TFA. Oh, okay. You get a bunch of garbage. So the real question is, as a new player, if you were coming to this game, what is good and what is not? And I, this happens all the time to me when I play other games going into them, like Marvel Strike Force, for example. What's good, what's not? There's no way to tell. So we've come up with five characters that are the best overall characters from each of the the main stores that you could build up currency as a new player in. Just to kind of say, overall, these are the best characters you can get. Now, that doesn't take into account if you're going to farm all Phoenix at the same time. Obviously, you're going to want to, you're going to, want to farm all those Phoenix at the same time. But this is just if you wanted to farm the best overall character to be used in anything from the start, these are the characters that we would pick from those stores. So the first store we're going to start with is the Cantina store. So why don't you all why don't you all just give me your top five from five to one, uh, one at a time, and then we will see how each one differs. So why don't you start, Mike? Right. I'll start with my number five, and I went with Chopper. Uh, he's obviously really good because of the the really the only reason he's there is because of the Phoenix synergy. Phoenix is obviously fantastic. They allow you to do so much, and you know he's in a store. He's one of the easier farms. So Chopper, as mm -hmm. my five. Okay. Do you want me to keep going? Or yeah, just do your top five, and then okay. we'll move from person to person. Um, all right, my number four, um, I'm switching them up from the way I actually have them written. My number four is First Order Officer. Uh, great synergy, worked extremely well with the First Order team, uh, which is 
good start on the dark side and gives you, you know, a little bit of work towards BB-8. Plus, he's really good, you know, uh, in kind of those opening matches due to his speed. Uh, number three is Boba. Uh, really good ship. Great character. Has an awesome leader ability. Uh, just a really well-rounded character. Uh, number two is Poe. Because, well, he's always been good. Uh, there's never really been a point in the game where he wasn't good. And due to the fact of resistance and the fact that I think we're going to see more resistance characters coming along, making Poe even a little bit more valuable than he already is. And my number one was Qui-Gon because he is ridiculously good in the Rancor raid. Um, he's one of those characters that he can team up with someone else I'm going to talk about later, which is Tebow in making a really good Rancor team. And he has a good leader ability if you're into Jedi. And, uh, yeah, he's he's just a pretty well-rounded character, especially starting out. Gotcha. I do like that list. It sounds uh, pretty close to mine. How about you, Sparrow? So, um, almost complete opposite of Wink here. I have number five as Qui-Gon Jinn. Because, I mean, Jedi really aren't viable here at the end game. So I have him at five. He's great as far as being to begin with and other places in PvE and everything. But I have him at number five. Can I jump so in on one point real quick? Yeah. Uh, one other point about Qui-Gon Jinn. Another thing that I should have mentioned is you need Jedi to beat the defense uh, mod challenge. Or, sorry, you need Jedi to beat that defensive mod challenge. And that defensive mod challenge allows more of those good mods to start showing up in the store. And early on, that is a really great way to get a variety of mods. Um, because as important as mods are, Qui-Gon allows, uh, you know, allows you to have another Jedi to help beat that. Because you definitely need to start buying mods as early as you can. And that was another reason why I had him number one. So that's it. <laughs> Just try to keep justifying your answer. I see how it is. <laughs> but uh, so number four, I have his chopper. I mean, going through Phoenix is good all the way through the game. Um, he's good with droids. He's good with Jedi training Ray um, chopper. You can't go wrong with having chopper on there. Number three is Poe. So I have Poe in there. I mean, resistance. I mean, if you're going to go through with territory battles, territory wars or anything, you need Poe in there for that resistance team. So I have Poe number three. Number two, I have Boba Fett. I mean, he's just an all-around. He's a scoundrel, so you need him for the credit heist, droid heist. He's a... a has a ship and everything also, so... You go through, it's just great to have him all around the execute as far as going through dealing with the chase team um, is amazing also. And then number one, I have old Daka because, yeah, it's a night sister. It's meta right now. She revives. She's an amazing dark side character. And like I said, it's a night sister. So how can you go wrong with a night sister? Interesting. Not the answer I was expecting.
Dan, we can't hear you. Are we on me? Okay, hold on. Okay, what I was saying. Let me t- <laughs> let me say my point to your. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if it, it was again. my internet or if it was you. No, I did the mute thing again while I poured my beer. Um, and he said he was going to stop doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I did say I was going to stop doing that. So yeah. Um. So what I wanted to say was, to go on your DACA point, she is the best, she was for the longest time, and I think this still applies, the best dark side healer. And I don't think there are any others besides maybe Talia, which was the other one they gave you at the beginning of this game. Are there any other dark side healers right now? Short Trooper. Okay, yeah, Short Trooper is one. But that, I mean, that's... A ridiculous hard farm and very rare that you're actually going to be able to have Short Trooper earlier. So, yeah, Talia and Daka are pretty much the only dark side uh, healers. Yeah, so that's another reason to have her number one, especially for new players, because when you get into some of those battles where you need someone healed or someone even revived she is a great one for new players and still great through the end game now that they've been reworked so definitely a decent pretty good uh number one choice for the cantina store so how about you stan okay uh the way i prioritize these is number one you need scoundrels for the heist that's gonna give you the currency to, to fund all your future endeavors, so do that first. A second is Arena, because that's going to get your payouts. And then finally, uh, Phoenix, to get Thrawn and Palp. I did not uh, put any sort of emphasis on getting Yoda, because I think he sucks. <laughs> so don't bother with him just yet. And um, I didn't really get too far into the challenges and things like that. That was a good point with the mods. Uh, but I didn't really throw that in there, because I figured that was a little little more than early game. So with that being said, my caveats, um, Cantina, I went with number five, uh, either Daka, if you want her for your arena team or Hoth Rebel, uh, I forget which one there is. Shoulder Scout, your Hoth Rebel bro. Scout. Whichever Scout. one is there. Yeah. Cause, yeah, cause you're eventually, you're going to need him for territory battles. And in our early guild, you will be the hero if you have him ready to go. Uh, number four, first order officer. Uh, building a first order team is going to be good for your dark side battles and unlocking those nodes further up in the into the uh, in the PVE. Number three, Poe. Number two, Chopper, for all the reasons you guys said. And number one, Boba. All right. I like it. So there you go. I've seen a lot of the same names there beyond uh, Hot the Rebel Scout, which is a very good point because... Uh, overlooked there, but they, he is definitely needed for that, for territory battles. So that's a good reason to farm him for sure. Um, so I'm not going to rehash what you guys said. I'm just going to add on to it that I really, really like Baston. Um, I don't think that's only cause you didn't write anything down. Shh, don't tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I would say pose one, you know. I would not put Pow in there. Sorry, McMull. Chopper, for sure. I lo- Like, as far as Phoenix go, Chopper is one of my favorite characters in that squad. His unique doesn't take a Zeta, 
but it is uh, pretty much almost Zeta worthy with the uh, assist whenever anyone else attacks. The he's just awesome. I love Chopper, but uh, just adding on to what you said, I think Biston is underrated as a Rogue One character. Uh, he's also a pilot with a pretty good ship. Um, so Biston is another one that I would throw in there. That's a really good farm, and plus he does dots on his basic, which makes him always an option with the Wampa. So that may puts him pretty high on my list. Wow, can't believe you brought up <laughs> Wampa about the Cantina store. Well done. Hey, I'm gonna do it every chance I get. All right, so next up, Wait, <laughs> Wink, shut your mouth. Wampa's yeah. amazing. Hey, I'm not disagreeing. Hey, I do have an I, account. I love Wampa, but I do have an account with a Gear Eleven double Zeta Wampa, nice. and he is amazing. Now in arena, everybody sees Wampa and is like, "Man, I gotta attack yeah. that," and you do drop down a lot, but. Man, I haven't lost an arena battle yet Dude, with him. I, I put I'm him not, in my RJT team Wampa. this week. He uh, he doesn't fall as much as he did with uh, the CLS. So I'm pretty happy with that. Well, other than not being able to see BB-8 behind yeah, the Wampa. Try targeting him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Galactic War Store. Go ahead, Wink. All right, Galactic War Store. I had my number five as Luminara. Kind of for the same reasons Qui-Gon Jinn. You can use use her to get Yoda. You can use her for um, uh, the de- defensive mod challenges. And also you can use her in this really awesome phase three team in place of Chariot. Uh, you know, you can go to our Twitch page to see what team I'm talking about. Um, number four is Phasma. <laughs> Due to all the First Order characters, she's obviously an extremely good leader for them. Even if she's not a leader, if you're using uh, Kylo Ren Mass, she can be pretty useful due to the turn meter gain, the fact that she gives debuffs, which obviously will help Executioner. Uh, really good, well-rounded character. Number three, I w- he probably should be higher, honestly, but it's Tebow. Uh, Tebow is amazing for the Rancor raids. And getting great scores in the Rancor Raids early on can give you a really big advantage. So if you wanted to put Tebow one or two, I would have no issue with it whatsoever. Uh, number two, I had Biggs because he is obviously fantastic for raids. He's great in ships. He's he's great in a lot of places. He's a really good character. Um, I think I probably should have put him behind Tebow, but, you know, whatever. He's a rebel, and you can use him everywhere. And my number one for Galactic Store was Zeb, just because I think Phoenix are that damn good to farm. And Zeb as a character himself, even outside of a Phoenix team, is good, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. That day, but you, if you listen to this podcast, you know I have a love for days on basic, no matter who it is. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. I will admit my flaws, and one of them is if you have days on basic, I think you're amazing. Agreed. Yeah, especially if you're using somebody that calls in assists and stuff, can be super useful. Uh, yeah, uh, I love debuffs on basic, especially when they're rare like Zeb. Good character. Very, very good character. I was about to say, agreed that that's my flaw, or agreed that they're good? <laughs> <laughs> why, well, why not both? Exactly. Uh, How about you, Sparrow? (laughs) So, I, so I have number five being resistance pilot because I mean just the exposes and everything and needing that resistance team. Uh, 
I I have him number five. He may not fit into anything else, but if they're resistance and she. for how you're using them in territory wars and territory battles and everything, you need that resistance team. Number four, I also has Phasma because, I mean, starting out when you're having an arena team and placing Phasma as your lead and with those that chance of counters as the lead is absolutely amazing. So I have her up there, whether it's going through, you're going to actually do a uh, first order team or not. I can tell you, I waited way too long to get on uh, the Phasma train. Are you do you play on uh, iOS or Android? iOS. Okay, so you did have her from the start then. Wait, Poe was from uh, the start for iOS. Yeah, Poe was the yeah, fun so start. So I can see how why it would take a little bit longer <clears throat> to get on that train. Yeah, I, yeah, I went through it with the arena, but I also started later as far as paying attention to everything. So it was kind of weird as far as when I started out and actually started paying attention. I only started paying attention to like the metas and started following YouTube and everything like during the, uh, uh, we'll come back to the Sparrow. The, Stan, uh, when, what is your oh, top five? Okay. Just okay. My internet. Wait, wait. All right. Sparrow's well, back. No, fine. Sparrow's back. All fine. Right. <laughs> All right. What were you saying? Um, no, I was saying Good I, I only oh. came back to like, I, I missed when I started paying attention. Uh, it was only like the, uh, wigs meta. Maybe we should so, understand. But podcast people, you'll understand what he said. Us live, we have no idea. Yeah, yeah. So my fifth, and this is going to depend on if you need to build a rancor team or not. My best advice is get in a guild that is farming rancor. Most of the time, they'll let you in as long as you get your six hundred, which we talked about earlier. Uh, that way, you don't need to worry about a rancor team. Um, if you do get Tebow, he's great on it. If you don't get resistance pilot for the reasons we just talked about, uh, my number four is K2SO, uh, rogue one team is going to be somebody you need eventually. He's a crew member. He's a pretty good tank. Uh, IG 86, great on droid teams. Good for burst damage. Um, will eventually be good in territory battles and our territory wars. I'm sorry. And some other things. Number two is Biggs and number one is Zeb. Wow. You know what I, I I want and here's my here's here's my thing with Phasma mm-hmm. too. Um, Kylo Ren unmasked uh, kind of outclasses her in every aspect, and we don't know where she's going to be farmed, farmable. So if you're a new character, you maybe hold off and see where he ends up because if, if you have a choice between her and him, go go with him all day 100% long. Hundred percent agree. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I, I, that's what I was just about to say. Was that uh, as far as nostalgia goes, I would love to say Phasma is looking at all these characters and who I use the most over the time that I've played in this game. Phasma would definitely be the highest because for the longest time, Phasma was my arena leader in the early ge- stages of this game. I'd say probably the first eight months I played this game, I just kept Phasma in there in arena, but. Uh, yeah, Phasma's still on my top five only because you are going to need her to get uh, BB-8. But at this, as far as yeah, right newer now, players, you might end up in a spot depending on what happens with Special Forces Tie Fire Pilot and Kylo Ren on Mass, where you actually don't need Phasma. But Galactic Wars is just such an easy farm. However, yeah, um, that's the main part. Is yeah, is the 
how easy the farm is because we still don't know where those two are going. But the yep. but to your point, they'll depending on how far out even we're talking for newer players. First order executioner who just came out in three two to three months is going yep. to also be there for them wherever he goes. So probably true. Uh, one other point. Uh, thanks to Bastar Kai for actually pointing this out to us in the chat. Also, but uh, ships ships are incredibly important. Um, if, you know, if there's no one that you really need now in Galactic War and you want to throw any ship that you need in front of any of these characters, that is a great idea because ships can be really important, especially if you have a chance at making that top 20 and getting extra crystals because crystals are what makes the game easier. So yeah, just needed to throw that in. Yep. And one more thing to throw in there for that was not mentioned unless Sparrow was going to mention it or he did mention it and we didn't hear him <laughs> was that uh, Cad Bane <laughs> is another good easy farm yeah. in there. Not, but kind of goes against my rules for this saying that best characters overall just not thinking about team farming. But Cad Bane is the only scoundrel in the Galactic War shipments, and that is a very good character to farm for new players in the early game because he will help round out your your scoundrel squad for the uh, credit heist and training droid heist. So, yeah, he's he's overdue for a re- rework too. I think whenever we get the solo movie, we're gonna get some scoundrel love, and I think yeah, I think he's gonna be a good investment if you've got him. Yep. Or so what was your? A, uh, he might be a bad investment because of that reason with the Han Solo movie coming up, there could be some additional versions of maybe Han because we don't have enough Han, obviously, and maybe a different Lando or something along <laughs> those lines. Yeah, that's true. What were your three, two, and one there, real quick, Sparrow? All right, I had three. If you can I hear me, you, I hear you. As IG eighty six, um, with the droid and everything, because I mean. Regardless, droids are amazing. Um, two was Zeb for pretty much the same reasons everybody else had uh, with the days and everything. And then number one, I had Biggs. Cool. I like it. I can see Biggs for but, sure because that Wiggs team. Yeah, but. Especially if, if you can end up with Wedge and Biggs on your squad, uh, they usually aren't in the. They're not meta anymore. But they are good in territory battles. They are good in territory wars for offense. Even still in defense, they're pretty good. I mean, he he just makes... When he's paired with Wedge, they can do a lot. Especially his special with Wedge and pulling in someone else on the uh, on top of it. Really good. The, the triple mollywop. <laughs> yes, that. But yeah, with ships and everything, obviously. I mean, you want to go through and try to get... Biggs, Wedge, and probably what, the Embaran? I think the Embaran's still in there, or at least Jedi Consular yes. uh, yeah, ship. Mm-hmm. Or the, the Starfighter uh, is amazing. Or kind of the. Uh, Great ship. Yeah, I mean, Wedge, Biggs, and the Embaran, I would say, would be the top ships in that yeah. because I don't really see a ship meta without those three in there or if they aren't in there you could definitely make them work and kind of um replace that meta team and put those in and you aren't going to see any drop off Mm -hmm. i mean as of right now biggs is still like the main meta ship i mean it's pretty there it's rare that a team doesn't have biggs in it 
So, I, I mean, I would rank the ships probably Biggs on Baron, and then uh, um, the Starakai says Imperial TIE Fighters there. If so, TIE Fighter, I would put above all of them. Um, I really can't remember every ship that's in there. But First Order TIE Pilot, uh, TIE Fighter Pilot, Biggs, and... Um, Oh, what was the other one we talked about? Uh, um, Umbar and Starfighter. Uh, Wedge also, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are all great ships, so uh, I don't think you'll ever go wrong with them. I mean, there's... on Honestly, there's really not any bad ships out of the uh, Galactic That's War true. other than maybe Geospy. Geospy is probably the only one that... I, Geospy and Geosoldier... Actually, Geo Soldier is still Geo good. Soldier Geo Spy is probably the only and Plo Koon. His ship is fantastic, in my opinion. I I keep him coming off my bench. Well, especially if you've got a couple attackers in your main lineup, he immediately comes in and then does a lot of damage on his attack and calls in an assist, which could inflict target lock or double tap if it's first order tie pilot or something like that. I think he is a. I think he's one of the better... Him and Scimitar are probably the two best ships coming off your bench, in my opinion. I only put him that low just because of the odds that you're actually going to farm Geospy to actually get that ship to be viable in Spy Ship Arena. I agree with. I was talking about um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Soldier, yes. And, yeah, Soldier with that assist yep. and everything is amazing, and yes. he's an easy farm from the Canteen, also 8 energy node. Um. Yeah, I still don't have him seven stars, so let's not talk <laughs> about that. I have been considering. Uh, understandable. <laughs> I have way too many. I have way too many sixteen energy cantina farms to actually even consider Geo Soldier. Yeah. I've actually been considering buying Geo Soldier shards from the uh, ship store because of that. Because I was like, I can't. It seems. More reasonable to actually buy it from the ship currency store right now than actually farm it from Cantina just because of how many Cantina farms yeah. I have lined up. Uh, that makes sense with all the, you know, Cantina farms, but it's just, it's so fast. Those eight energy nodes, the, uh, honestly, the expenses are super low that it's, uh, I don't know, I, I would probably just go ahead and farm it that way. Um, why don't we. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Go to and ask Dan what his top five in the Galactic War store are. We're still in Galactic War. Yes, we were wasting time <laughs> while you came back, and I w- I tried to time it perfectly, so I said it because you, you didn't have a delivery service. Yeah. Yes, the delivery service quit on you. That's disappointing. She can't go to the bathroom for me. That's all I'm saying. He, he forgot the tip. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I think I already went over mine. Phasma, uh, IG-86, Biggs, uh, Zeb, and... Uh, well, you didn't resistance type pilot. in the show notes. That's right. Okay, no, so type My apologies. Uh, we'll move that. on to the arena store, <laughs> and I will say... Um, so I have my fifth from the arena store as... Really, really... Okay, I'll have a caveat later. Uh, for five, I'm going to say Tarkin. However, if Jen is a high priority, I would put Cassian above because Cassian is an absolute requirement if you're getting Jen. in my opinion. You can move Cassian up as high as you want if you're farming Jen. 
Um, my number four is Leia because, you know, damage. She's great. Um, Admiral Ackbar is my number three. Uh, Hermit Yoda, enough said. Uh, Stormtrooper Han, he is great in pretty much every game mode. You need him to get CLS and, you know, he's great. What else can I say? And then my number one is Kanan because of the whole Phoenix thing. And he's also still really good, even with, like, uh, General Kenobi and Zeta Barris. However, I am going to throw a last caveat in here, and that is for credits. You can spend 2,000 arena currency and get credits. Most of the characters in Arena Store aren't that required. Um, there are a few that you really do need. For example, Stormtrooper Han and Leia for Commander Luke. But... Credits are super important, so if you need those credits, buy those credits. Stan, what say you? All right, for the... Yeah, I can start mine off with another caveat. If you are prepping for ships and you're about there, go for Tarkin. If not, uh, Asajj Ventress is a good uh, character to start off the Night Sister team. Uh, number four, Cassian for a good Rogue One team. Uh, number three, Kanan. Because again, you need Phoenix, you need Jedi and Rebels, IG-88 for your scoundrels, and number one, uh, Stormtrooper Han. Stormtrooper Han, man, I guess overall as a character, he is pretty great. I will say this, that I have not really used him in any major capacity lately. I don't know, I just, I don't know what, where to use him for some reason. At least, I mean, he, he's a he, he's a great tank. He comes in handy for early game, and again, my, my number one priority or starting out is going to be getting that scoundrel team, and he is just ah, yes. great for that. He's, Good point. Yeah, and he's going to be a rebel for your Palpatine, uh, your Palpatine team. So you get some some double use out of him. Absolutely. So, um, how about you, Sparrow? Why don't you hit it up? So I kind of. Almost like a flip of a stand, believe it or not. So I did number five as SD Han because of being a scoundrel and being need for CLS and everything. He's a great tank to be able to get turn meter for the rebels and everything. Also, um, number four I have as IG eighty eight. Once again, love those droids still, and <clears throat> he's also a scoundrel. So got to get that scoundrel up to get those credits and everything. That's a huge deal beginning of the game. Number three, I have is Tarkin because, I mean, everybody mentioned the ships, but, I mean, he's really good as in an Empire team, too. He um, gives a lot of Empire synergy and helps en- Empire teams amazingly. Number two, I have is Leia because, hey, whether it's beginning of the game, end of the game, she hits like a freaking truck <laughs> and... She is amazing. You could put her in that team with uh, Newt and Zombie and Acolyte <laughs> and have her stealth and everything, and she will take out any team imaginable as long as they don't have an AOE on, in Territory Wars without a problem. And number one, I have his Asajj because guess what? Night Sisters are meta, and it's a dark side, and it's Night Sisters, so I'm going with Asajj as number one. Very nice. You are a big fan of those Night Sisters. Indeed. It is showing tonight. I only need droid collars, and I will have them, and I am at 
36 Zetas, so I'm ready to throw two Zetas onto that Night Sister team um, out of the, what, three or four that's probably needed for the arena, but I am throwing them all on there. <laughs> Makes sense. She is a good character, for sure. The uh, So my list... Last on the list is someone that I really love as a character and I think is great. But the only thing, the only place I use him and the only thing that makes him great is Jin's leadership, at least in my opinion, is uh, Cassian. Because I think one of the more fun teams to play in light side territory battles is the Rogue One group. Because just throwing Cassian and Old Bin and Baston and uh, let's say bays after Jin, all the debuffs that they give to give exposes are just so it's just so much fun to pop those exposes after you yep. pop all the the debuffs on them and cassian's all about the debuffs so he's a really fun character really great character but the, the caveat to him is to get the most out of him you want Jin. but i'll put him as number five number four i put asajj because she is great you don't really even need the Night Sisters with her to make her a viable character in the heroic AAT because there are videos out there of her just slaying Phase Four of heroic AAT. So I don't believe that takes any other Night Sisters in there with her. But yeah, if you have the Zeta on her in Phase Four of the heroic AAT, she is just nuts. Uh, Kanan is my number three because uh, he's just integral to me in a Phoenix team. If nothing, because of his, he adds the counter to the entire Phoenix team. If he didn't add the counter and that was someone else, yeah. he would probably be the one I left out of Phoenix teams. But That's a good point. He does do that, so he's pretty integral in a Phoenix team, in my opinion. So he's a really good one. And the next two I have are kind of. Uh, so duo farms right so hk47 and ig88 are my two because uh, at least as far as hk47 goes you're not going to want him without or you're not going to want ig you're not going to want him without ig88 because he is the leader of a droid team and you need ig88 in your droid team because he's just that powerful under hk47 ig88 on his own you can probably have just because a he's a scoundrel and b he's he's got a pretty good leader ability for your gimmick teams um so he's pretty good and then my number one was mace and uh moff tarkin because they are both uh they are both well you can throw admiral akbar in there too as well but they're all capital ship leader farms that you don't have to do through fleet currency you can do it right there in the in the arena store really easy a lot of galactic power from them a lot of fleet power for your territory wars uh really makes those it so you can run three teams at the very least through those three characters so they are very good ones to have overall for your roster just because all three of them are three of the four of the capital ship captains so that would be my top five anyone disagree <laughs> i know um, i put no I know it took four, five, six, seven characters instead of five, but... <laughs> I mean, uh, for me, I would def definitely have IG-88 above HK just because, like you said, Scoundrel Synergy, he works well under Boba. He works well under quite a few teams, actually, especially debuff teams because of his unique 
And mm-hmm. HK really only has one purpose, and that is leading a droid team. So, Yep, I'm with you. All right, so we'll move into the guild store. Why don't you uh, let us know what you got there, Wink? I would love to. So number five, I had gear. Um, gear is incredibly important, and <laughs> the guild store is a really good way to get some of that, you know, um, good way to get some of that rare gear that you may not get as often as you wish you did from the heroic AAT and, you know, territory war and stuff like that. My number four is gear. I really want to emphasize gear here because it's very important and difficult to get. Um, And because, I'll be honest, there's just not a lot of characters from the guild store that I like. So unless you guys can really sell me on a couple characters, I don't really see any that are that important. Um, My number three is Resistance Trooper. Uh, incredible attacker, great with uh, the resistance team. Uh, Jen, Finn, or no, sorry, not Jen, um, Ray Jedi training, or Finn, take your pick, she's great. Stark is really good, primarily for dark side territory battles. That way you can farm him and get to the, uh, oh, the special mission thing, you know, to get more currency. And he's good with troopers. So, why not? Jen is my top because she's ridiculously good in the heroic AAT. Uh, like, even if you don't have Commander Luke, you can build a pretty good team with Jen that turn meter reduction, uh, using her with Cassian in light side territory battles. Um, they're, you know, Rogue One's required for a mission anyway. Uh, Jen would definitely be my top farm there. Stan, what say you? Well, I agree with you on gear, especially early on. Gear is going to be the difference between, you know, top 1,000 and, and top 100 in arena. So get your arena team, get them geared up, whatever it sure. takes. Yeah, get gear. Past that, um, yeah, it's kind of a, a crapshoot in the guild store. There are some good characters. Uh, B2 was my fifth. It's a good utility character. It's kind of falling out of the meta, but still has some uses. Uh, number four, Jin. Uh, she's great. You're going to need her for a Rogue One team eventually. Uh, my number three was Rex. He, again, great character. He's actually coming back into the arena meta. So he, he's a good investment all around. Okay, I, I want to pause you real quick. top two. I forgot yeah. Rex was in the guild store. He would... I think he would be my number two after realizing that he is in there because he is insanely good against Jedi training Ray. If you're having issues against those teams... Just go back to a Rex lead. Rex lead will never go away. It will always be usable. And he is probably the easiest character to gear from gear 1 to 11 in the entire game. He is stupid easy. Yeah. And if, if you can get on board with him early for your your arena team, it's going to set you up for some success. Man, I can't talk tonight. This maker is getting to me. This <laughs> <laughs> happens to us uh, every time. Uh, yeah. Going this long. Um yeah, and my top two was uh, Farm Boy Luke and Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yeah, old Ben, great character, great rebel. Going to come in handy all over the place, and you're going to need him for a CLS Commander Luke. So start early, start often. All right, Sparrow, what do you got? <laughs> start early, start often. Often is like a drinking maker's mark, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But so, man, I am completely different than everybody else. I mean, I completely agree. Gear is great in there, but I just went strictly tuned. So number five is Resistance Trooper because, hell, you need the Resistance team. You will need the Resistance team at some point in time. Number four is Ray. Because if you go through and prioritize her in Guild Store and get her to 7-star and put her in your arena, you will demolish people because she hits like a freaking Mack truck. I mean, her attacks are just absolutely insane. Even now, endgame and everything, and people putting her in there with the uh, Jedi training Ray, they have her in that team just because she hits that hard. <laughs> yeah. Number three, I have Rex because, I mean, he's going to be always, always viable in arena, number one. And number two, he is a great team for that Rancor team. You go through and have him in a Rancor team with that turn meter reduction, he is crucial. Number two, I probably could shift two and three around, um, but two, I have Sithus. Sith Assassin, who just got actually put into the uh, guild store there. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you want any sort of Sith team, you really need that Sith Assassin in that team in order to boost that turn meter, get her going first, and having her attack first. So I have her there as number number two. And number one, I have Jin. Because, number one, she's hot. <laughs> and number two, um, she's amazing in territory battles. She's amazing in the Rancor as far as going through that before you get CLS as far as the turn meter reduction. She is an overall, and you could put her in arena. Hell, you can put her in arena with that Rogue One team, and she's great also. So I have Jin number one. Very nice. I... Uh... You said Ray, right? Ray was your number four. Yeah. Hey, great minds think alike. That's, she is also hot. <laughs> That's a pretty great good minds one. think I alike. Kind of forgot about Ray. So another name that that I'll talk about that in a second when I get to Ray. I guess Darth Maul was my number five only because always was in uh, Chromium packs. He makes for a great uh, Sith team leader. He's pretty much. One of the best Sith team leaders. I don't know if you'd want to use Old Ben now or not Old Ben. That Dodge meta really screwed me up. Dooku. I don't know if you'd want to use Dooku for your your uh, Sith at this point. Maul is really the best Sith leader at this point. He's great for the assault battle against uh, Jedi. He can pretty much clear that whole thing himself if, uh, if you let him. Um... He's just a great character overall, I think. But I put Darth Maul number five. Number four, I put Ray, just like Sparrow, because if you're not going to farm her in the guild store, you're going to do it in hard nodes. And I do believe she only has one. F that. <laughs> I, think, I think she only has one. And I my farm my Ray on my main account from the hard node, and it was a nightmare. Because that was the original one. Uh, maybe she has two. I don't know. No, she okay. is one. Yeah, it is one. That was the original one hard node farm for an amazing character, and that took forever. 
So, because it was her and Royal Guard was the other hard note farm that took forever that everybody wanted. Yep. To start off, you're on the ball there. Yeah. So that's why Ray is great in Guild Store because unless you farm her there, you're not going to get her for a while. And uh, there are better t- people to farm from hard nodes because they put a lot of the best characters on hard nodes. So better to get Ray out of the guild store because she's a really good character old ben as a tank is great i love old ben now that i have him once i had to panic farm him for cls i have realized that doesn't matter if he's gear 8 gear 9 gear 10 whatever the dude's gonna kick some butt in your team no matter where he's geared at and really help you in territory wars in uh territory battles everything everything old ben does is amazing and my number two is Rex. Yeah, I knew you would. My number two is Rex because Rex is one of those characters that has never been irrelevant in this game. He's never mentioned as one of the most OP or super powerful characters, even though his leader ability is probably the most overpowered leader ability this game has ever seen. Um, yeah. I don't think he's actually ever left the meta report since he's been released exactly that's why he's such a great character and he's not even the thing about it is you can put him in a clone team he's the one that gets left out on clone teams he's not even like the clone guy he's just (laughs) a character that is amazing so so he's just a really good character he's my number two and my number one is Jin, just because she's great as a leader you're going to need her for light side territory battles as the leader of the rogue one squad but not only that, uh, throw her in the Rancor with her second special ability, and it is just ridiculous the amount of damage you can do. Tebow was amazing for the longest time in the Rancor Rage because he could do that 100% turn meter removal when he was stealth. Well, Jin, every other turn, can remove 100% turn meter, and it's not RNG whether she's going to be stealth. So she has always been since released, since you were allowed to farm her and she wasn't paid to play one of the best Rancor characters there is, and now extra additive uh, bonus that she's a leader that's needed for light side territory battles, and is a good defense team for territory wars, so those would be my top five. Nice. Any other tips as far as farming go for new players before we move on? If you're a betting player, I think Jedi are long overdue for a rework. So you might get in early on the ground floor if you invest in them now. But that's... Fingers crossed. If you're a gambler or not. I really, really like... You're coming up with new segments for me. Because next week we should just do... (laughs) Let's pretend we're gambling, men. And uh, who would we farm right now betting that they uh, they would actually have something? But that's We're interesting. Yeah, good point there. Segment. I, I, I like <laughs> the gambling idea. Love yeah, it. there you go. All right, so more top, no more tops here. We got. We're gonna keep going with the top, uh, top list uh, hold, idea hold on, here. But real quick, before we transition, uh, there was one store we didn't cover. That's the fleet store, just because there's so many options. But just real quick. Uh, what is everyone's strategy for fleet shipments? Uh, I'll go ahead and kind of say that for me, it was about ships and getting ships that I really needed for, you know, the fleet arena. Um, 
that was kind of my top priority. Uh, and then after that, it was kind of Zetas. Uh, I really didn't worry about characters too much in there. I kind of think it's a waste to spend that super rare fleet currency on characters. Um, the Sarkai mentions Chariot in the chat. And I agree, uh, Chariot is insanely good, um, but I'm not sure that I would farm him over some ships that I really need or maybe getting a Zeta character to make, a, to make an entirely new team viable. Stan? Here's, why, who you, here's the character that you farm. Sorry, I just want to jump in before I forget because I'm a yep. goldfish. But the, the one are. character that you want to farm that'll help you out to get him quicker than you ever will from uh, just farming him hard node is first order tie pilot. Not only does it help you with yeah. one of the best ships in the game, it helps you with one of get the character quicker and helps you get BBA quicker. But first order Ooh. tie pilot got added in there recently and he is a great one to oh. farm in the fleet. I currency. didn't even know he was in there. That's really interesting. I a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, he shares a he shares a node with uh, Clone Sergeant Phase One now. Clone Sergeant was added in there. I can't remember who else is in there on that node with him, but he is down there at the very bottom row with the Zetas. Huh? I'll be damned. So to cut, so to kind of go along with stands, if you're a betting man, General Grievous. Yep. Because rework. General Grievous, as far as iconic character and everything, needing a rework, he is right there. Um, And then as far as ships go, obviously, Ghost of Phantom. That's a good one. Ghost, Phantom, uh, Wedge wedge and Bigs. I mean, that'll help you get to Chimera and everything, and... All four of those ships are amazing. Those are what I've kind of focused on as far as ships go. Uh, Wedge, Biggs, Ghost, Chimera, and then you can... Whatever fifth you want. Whether you want to gamble with uh, General Grievous, whether you want to go through and... um, Who is in there? Wedge. Wedge is in there. If you're a beginning player, um, Wedge is not a bad character to farm out of there. Nope. No, Beagle Squadron. <laughs> At least Attack! once a month. We're talking about ships, Beagle Squadron. You know, they want to come in here, there talk about go. their X-Wings. Yeah, for uh, for Fleet Store, for me, um, just kind of looking at the characters on here, it's a good way to speed up who you're already farming. So if you're, if you're doing Bigs, you're doing Rex, you can kind of speed up their farm through Fleet. Um, I'd go General Grievous because... There and shard shops the only place to get them, and I do think he will be important later on in the game. Uh, Boba, you can spe- uh, speed that farm up there as well. Darth Vader's a good one. Um, if you're working on a, res- a resistance team, you got a few there, Poe and resistance pilot. But other than that, Zetas. Hey, once you get to that point, that's really what you should be focusing on getting out of there. Well, I- actually, no, I'm going to take that back. Uh, now that we have other areas to get them from with territory wars. Um, maybe not so much, but I, I still focus there in ships. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Fleets. It's, that one's, is, that's a real toss up for a lot of people's 
where to go because some people will say Zetas, some people will say the ships, some people will say really, really uh, rare characters. Like, for example, another one I didn't mention in the audio here is Ahsoka Fulcrum. That's the only place you can get her. So yeah. if you like that character, and she's really good, so it's the only place you can get her. And as far as Grievous goes, the conversion rate for his shards compared to buying them from the shard shop is just so much better overall. I've been farming him through there whenever he pops up, only so Agreed. I don't have to spend the... The, because you can buy five shards for him for, you know, whatever the currency number is there. If you want to buy five shards of him using the currency from any other shop, you're going to pay like four times that amount, right? Yep. So Grievous is a good one there right. if you have the extra currency when he pops up. Fulcrum is also hot, yep. so... Yeah, that's always a bonus. <laughs> next next time you're on, we're going to have a, a <laughs> whole section of Sparrow's top hottest Swagaga characters. No, we'll just who hotter. <laughs> yeah, hotter, hotter or not. not. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Good, great Old segment. Daka. <laughs> hot. Not. <laughs> All right, so uh, next thing I wanted to do was go through one at a time, three, two, one, the ship that you want the most in this game. So, like all um, right. Well, let's go with number threes and start with Wink. All right. So I'm cheating a little bit. I put four on here mainly because two are super specific. My top two are super specific. So, um, I'll say as number three, the tie interceptor, because I think that is just a super cool looking ship, uh, ship, it's always been one of my favorite ships in Star Wars, so I would like to see the Tire Interceptor. Uh, number two is, I'm not sure why, but the Naboo Starfighter, I've always thought it's really cool. It's different looking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Hold on. We're doing this different. We're going to go threes, and then we're going to go twos, and then we'll do ones. So I didn't say anything about my throne or what you're talking about. Go ahead, Stan. Oh, uh, okay. All right. My three would be, and... This game needs so many ships. It, it was really hard just to narrow it down to three. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Ebonhawk with uh, HK-47 and Revan crew. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. He's peering into the future. <laughs> we'll talk about... Yeah, we'll talk about that while here in a minute. Yeah. How about you, Sparrow? So, number three, I have a Y-Wing... Because what other classic ship do we have not in the game other than a Y-Wing? Man, seriously, how many Y-Wings are in the original trilogy and we still don't have one in the actual game? That's a good point. Um, you're actually, me and you are on the same page because that is also my number three. And it is also my favorite ship in all of Star Wars. I love the Y-Wing. It was always my favorite. X-Wings are cool, but I always thought Y-Wings looked the coolest. And uh, I would really like to have one of those in this game. So, yeah, bring me a Y-Wing and I will be a happy man. I will say, so, like, from a physics standpoint, I don't see how Y-Wings make any sense. They're really just odd looking. I don't know. Um I've always had a problem with Y-Wings for that reason. They, I think they're cool, but eh. 
Do you really need to glide in space? As far as wink, is that I, how space dude, works? I, Do you need it, wings it to fly this in space? Is a, this is in a galaxy far, far away. They may have more solar winds. We don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Aerodynamics may be important. Anyway, oh, okay, you're right. Um, you're right. So wink, as you wink, may have heard, wink, earlier, and when they go ahead, what he's when the uh, X. X-Wings have the their foils actually retracted. They look exactly like a Y-Wing. So you have don't have a problem with the no, X-Wing, but you have a problem with the Y-Wing. Absurd. Yes, they do. They put the X they put the foils in and they collapse and they look exactly like a Y-Wing flying. <laughs> Rewatch Star Wars. No, they don't. I strongly disagree. <laughs> like they're squared off at 90 degree angles, like the main structure of the damn thing. It just it don't make any sense to me. Like, the main part of an X-Wing is still kind of in a straight line, and then you have the wings that kind of fold out. It's, anyway, wh- whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll get to this later. Uh, my number two is the Naboo Starfighter. <laughs> uh, very cool-looking ship, in my opinion. Um, it's, you know, it's just... I don't know. It's just kind of spiffy-looking, and I, I don't know. I've kind of always kind of had liked the ship ever since um you know the phantom menace came out let's be honest the naboo starfire other than natalie portman might be the best thing about the first star wars movie so that might be another reason <laughs> too makes sense all right uh first off the y-wing looks like a pissed off erector set so whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, number two would be the resistance bomber because they are able to generate gravity in space, which makes them super OP. Yeah. Ooh, they can break. That's a the really physics. good point. I like it. How about you, Sparrow? And plus, we just need more uh, resistance ships. That's all around. That's definitely yep, true. Yep. Hard to disagree. Maybe we'll see a resistance so capital. Everybody's ship going. Soon. Yeah. So everybody's going light side. So I I decided I'll go dark side. How about a Thai bomber? Yeah, I contemplated putting this one on my list. Well, we know all the I Tie mean, fighter pilots are great. Bombers, so com- add another one. I'll be okay with that. <laughs> are there yeah, any bad ties right now? That's a good point. Tie advanced, good. Tie reaper, good. Tie fighter, good. First Tie order special, Tie Fighter, good. Tie Special Forces looks like it's yeah, even Special really Forces Tie Fighter. Yeah, e- even the characters and everything themselves are like they just go through and they once again they hit like a truck. So why not add a Tie Bomber to that uh, scenario? I'm all about it. We'll add a Dark Side there. Nice, very nice. That does make sense. All right, for my second, I'm going to say I want a Carillion Corvette. I love Carillion Corvettes. They're one of my another, my second favorite ship in all of Star Wars. Those things are badass. I don't know how well it would work as not a capital ship because it's kind of in between a starfighter and a capital ship in size. But, you know, so is Millennium Falcon, I guess. So give me a Carillion Corvette. I don't know who would fight it. Flight. I don't know who would fly, be the pilot for it, but uh, that would be pretty sick in my opinion. So that's my timber two. How about you, Wink? What's your number one ship? I'm cheating. I am putting two. 
Uh, and there's very specific ships rather than kind of a general ship, I guess. Um, I put Luke's X-Wing and Han Solo's Millennium Falcon. Um, obviously from the original trilogy, I, I just, like, we have this Commander Luke Skywalker without a bloody ship. Him and R2 need their ship. And then Han Solo, he's a great character. And, you know, why... Why don't we have his Falcon? I mean, it's old Han that don't have his Falcon. It's not young Han. So give the man his Falcon. We need to start like, we need to start a, uh, you know, like a hashtag type thing. Like get, pick up some momentum to get Han Solo his Falcon. You know, if you got your OG Falcon, you know what else you'd get with it? OG Chewie. <laughs> say they'd have to introduce og chewy or Love neon it. numb or make it han and lando flying it or make an episode eight millennium falcon well no that would or you uh, yeah there, there's no way there, there's no way no, to get <laughs> chewy millennium falcon and porgs all together so and everybody. nope nope Porgs and Han That's do not porg, exist though. in the same universe. I know. Damn. No. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe Porgs do and Han and Chewie, but not Porg yeah, himself. Not, not the actual Porg. All right, Stan, All right. what do you got? All right, so my number one, um, the Ewok Glider. <laughs> Wait, no, that probably wouldn't work. In, that wouldn't work in space. Never mind. Uh, these these space physics is messing me up tonight. Let's go with Anakin Starfighter. He is the best pilot in the galaxy, and he needs a ship. Okay, I'm gonna need a little bit of a detail here. Which ship? Um, the one he flew around in Clone Wars. I guess that would be a A wing. Okay, was it yellow? You're talking about the yellow ship he had. Probably. I don't know. A-Wing or the Jedi Starfighter? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jedi Starfighter is actually what Ahsoka <laughs> and Yoda and... The only play. reason I'm asking is because he had, they had that yellow one that looked just like uh, Ahsoka's ship, and then you had the Azure Angel, which is my number one, because the Azure Angel, Jedi Knight Anakin's Azure Angel ship, is just completely badass looking. So Okay, you know a lot more about that than I do, so we'll go with yours. <laughs> it looks like a Blue Angel from uh, the Navy as a Starfighter. It's pretty badass. How about you, Sparrow? What do you got? So, I kind of have... Uh, I cheated. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, wink. I Cheater. cheated. Um, yeah. So, I had the Solar Sailor. Which would be Asajj and Dooku from Attack of the Clones. That one's when they actually go into uh, to actually travel from uh, planet to planet. Is that the one with the sails? With that sail and everything? Yeah, that thing's badass. I remember that thing. Yeah, Asajj and Dooku both use them. So, once again, why not? Why not have a Night Sister with a ship? Um, And then the other one that I'm kind of cheating with. But it's kind of a uh, I wish it was in the game and it would take a lot for it to be in the game is the Ravenger from KOTOR with Darth Darth Revan and everything in that game. Having the Ravenger in there would be in the uh, world killer would be amazing. Hmm. The Ravager. That sounds really familiar. 
Let's see. Yeah, that that's definitely a KOTOR. I don't think Stan's gotten there in the game yet. Um, <laughs> or they sure. might have mentioned it within the game yet. It's a I Super think, Star I, Destroyer? I forget whether that's KOTOR or KOTOR 2. But the Ravenger is definitely in one of those, but that would be the other one. But that one would require Revan to be in the game. That would require a lot of other things to happen in order for that to be actually in the game. So that's why I kind of kind of kind of cheated and put the uh, slash number one. <laughs> gotcha. Well, those. OK, so let's just transition here right off of the your number one ship and talk about Revan real fast because that has been the hot topic of discussion over the past two weeks and basically there's been rumors of now that Revan is going to come in February now don't get too super excited about what we're saying right now because all of this is rumor could be completely made up but it has been talked about by several different people unrelated people in the last three months so it might actually be true that he is coming but that does not even mean that what we're about to say is also true but the rumor is that Revan is going to come in February that Revan will require Sith Trooper and Sith Assassin who knows if that is true but I know Stan you had some Mm -hmm. opinions on this so what do you got man yeah, uh, those have been kind of following along with, with my adventures. Uh, I just started playing KOTOR a couple of weeks ago just to find out who Revan was. I kept hearing about him, had no idea. You know, yeah, it's a 15-year-old video game. Yeah, I got it. And for, somehow I have not been spoiled up to this point. <laughs> um, I finally got to the part in the game where I find out about Revan. Uh, so I'm going to talk about it now because people have been wanting to hear my opinions of it so if you don't want to get spoiled maybe skip ahead a minute or so if you don't care well here we go <laughs> so in in nice of the old republic and all that 15 year old old ass, who cares yeah old ass video <laughs> game uh you are tracking down revan and darth malik some some pretty bad dudes and you know you make your character and you go through the thing and you come to find out that the character you are playing as is darth revan <gasps> gasp oh snap um Oh, snap. The Jedi's captured you and wiped your mind and turned you good, maybe. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's a Mass Effect game, so kind of depending on the choices you make. You can play light side, you can play dark side, and the, the story plays out differently depending on the choices you make. So for me, I'm playing light side, and I've got to admit, my Revan is pretty lame. <laughs> I mean, he can... Uh, He's, he's a real nice guy. He will give money to beggars. He can make dudes spin around in circles. Uh, I'm not getting the super badass this dude needs to be in the game vibes from him. Maybe on a dark side playthrough, it'd be completely different. But You need to give him force lightning. You need to give him force lightning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now he just he does a stupid flip and whacks people with lightsabers and makes them spin around in circles. So he's he, so he's Yoda. <laughs> My Revan is yeah, is pretty pretty dumb. So if he's in the game, I know people are are super hyped for him. I hope I hope they get him. But for me, I can kind of take him or leave him. <laughs> gotcha. That's interesting. Um, I got. One of our guildmates, uh, 
for my birthday bought me a a copy of Kotor, Kotor for my phone. And I still have not gotten to pass like the first four missions on it. But uh, I'd need to find a better way to play it because playing it on my phone is just a nightmare. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but the controls drive me crazy. So... Yeah. Yeah, you need to figure out how to link a uh, controller up to it, and that way you can actually play it with a controller. It makes it a lot yeah, better. Yeah, I saw some. I saw some links in the disc podcast Discord uh, showing some of those types of things. So I might uh, check that out for sure. And those things are always even better for like fighting games on your phone. I don't play those fighting games because they just suck so bad swiping on the screen. But maybe I could actually stand some of those types of things. But I would definitely like to play through Kortor on there, but not until I have a controller, because nightmare scenario. But Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it's a good game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I could see how that twist would blow people's minds when it, when it happens. But as far as him as a character, eh. <laughs> nah. You need to get to the end. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, you're yeah, you're only like at the beginning of the on. abilities. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the last planet you have to go through to get the last star map, and I'm sure there'll be a an end game and you know my, my opinion may change once I beat it. So <laughs> keep keep tuning in for Stan's Kotor Corner. <laughs> Kotor Corner. Love it. Nice. So uh there's something we like to do with all our guests when they're on the show. Uh we have a giant okay, so let's just th- we gotta get rid of some questions here actually. <laughs> Because they don't matter. All right, you know what? I'm going to leave them there just in case. <laughs> We're going to li- take this one off because I don't think that really matters. But uh, I think we we'll should keep the leave other it. One it on might there. matter. All right, we'll leave it. Okay. So you, Usually we don't wait till two hours into the podcast to ask questions. But <laughs> yeah. maybe you don't. <laughs> but we've started we've doing that. To for yeah. two hours. Well, we love three-hour podcasts. We need need to caveat the beginning of the podcast to say, (laughs) and if you don't know our guests, stay tuned until the end, and they'll talk about themselves. (laughs) You know what? That is a good point, and I feel really bad for this. I meant to ask you at the beginning of the podcast to talk about your podcast. So, you know what? We're this far in, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and ask you to tell everyone about your podcast because if people don't know who you are they need to know who you are because your podcast is great so tell me tell me stan and sparrow where do you come from okay well yeah if you've made it this far and we haven't just completely turned you away from here and <laughs> want to hear more of our rambling yeah we are at the cantina Vizsla podcast uh we started eh, a couple of months ago um Kind of funny story how we met it actually through the the Shattered Order Discord. I was looking for a guild, um, kind of outgrew my old one, but shout out to Friends of Endor if you're out there. Um, met up with Sparrow, joined up with his guild, and we spent all day talking about uh, the game and figured, hey, you know what? We can record this and put it out there, and here we are. So we can awesome. actually take credit for Cantina Vizsla even existing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my business cards. <laughs> Good night, punk. <laughs> Host of the Shattered Order podcast. 
helpful create helpful uh helpful, I, I don't even i can't words right now um yeah. so anyways <laughs> have another beer uh, <laughs> i just poured my fourth so we're doing we're doing good here all right just favorite. so everyone knows this <laughs> podcast is really going off the rails at this point so follow us if you've made it this far so and you've continued to stay with us which a lot of you do no matter what happens we appreciate you and we love you so we're going to ask these questions about our guests so you can get to know them. And I love I love this section because I, I you always get some weird-ass answer on one of oh, them yeah. from someone. For and sure. it, it's just like, who are you and where did you come from? So here we go. All right. First off, we're going to go with Sparrow. We're going to have Sparrow answer first on the first question and alternate. So kind of serpentine style. So if one cramps the style of the other, then the other one can cramp the style of the next guy on the next <laughs> question. All right. So we'll start with Sparrow first on the first question. Favorite character in Swaga. What is your Sparrow? I'm going to go with Jin. Ooh. I mean, I... Loved her in the movie. I love her in the game, and she's hot. So she why not? Very nice. Was that yours uh, there, Stan? No, I'm actually gonna go with. I'm, I'm looking at the roster now, trying to pick somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Death Trooper because he's love just cool. Answer. Like, yeah, fourteen year old me, like death metal kid, <laughs> would just love Death Trooper. That's awesome. Rogue One dominating yeah. Cantina Vizsla's yeah. uh, favorite character in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, at this point, they have how many more characters than The Last Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you actually... Uh, depends on who you count in The Last Jedi yeah. because I don't count anybody in the game right now as The Last Jedi, so a lot. Yeah, well, well, Kylo Ren unmasked? Well, I mean, I guess he was unmasked in TFA. Kylo Ren unmasked was there at the Force Awakens. He did the last battle in order to... um, Yeah, it was... Everything was set up. Kylo Ren unmasked was the last of the Force Awakens. Has nothing to do with The Last Jedi. Executioner was not in uh, Force Awakens. It's true. I love that you're not calling him Panda. He was just as long as Phasma. Apparently, the more beers you get in Sparrow, he stops calling him Panda. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just, just wait <laughs> You'll be called Panda more and more Panda, Panda, Panda <laughs> Alright, Rick panda. What's the next question? And Stan, you get the first answer this time Alright, looks like well, I'll ask myself Favorite Star Wars movie uh, I'm gonna go with <laughs> Empire Strikes Back uh, There's just well, First off, it was On a personal level That was the first Star Wars movie I saw in a the theater and it was just so much iconic imagery out of that movie with the the Hoth battle with with Vader and and Luke. It's got to be Empire. Very nice. That is a popular answer on this podcast. It's the Let's correct see if answer, Sparrow yeah. varies from it. I will vary from it because I am going Rogue One ah. because I just love that individual storyline within the movie itself. And as far as going through, if I have to rewatch a Star Wars movie, I'm just like, yeah, I will go back and watch Rogue One straight through just because that story contains itself within that movie. And it is amazing start to finish for personally for me. 
That is the only Makes other sense. acceptable answer, in my opinion. Well, that 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 answer has also been uh, given a couple times on this podcast, yeah. so it's not it a unpopular uh, answer. That is so. very true. Um, next Sparrow? question, Sparrow. Wink, what you're going to ask your, a question uh, this time? Sure. Uh, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> last time, so I'm going to take this one. Uh, what is your favorite Star Wars quote? Roger, Roger. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not this. Now this is pot racing. <laughs> I'll try spinning. Uh, never mind. I'm gonna go with my life motto: Do or do not. There is no try. Dude, you're Wait, my don't man. Don't you uh, say? Don't you have that tattooed on your side, right? I. I do. Uh, yeah, I got a tattoo on my side that's kind of like a galaxy, and then do or do not, there is no try is kind of Very left. cool. Did you I ever mean, get it finished? That's the real question. I am still not completely finished with it. We still have to block in the letters and do a little bit of the coloring, but it's mostly finished. Gotcha. See, I've got mine as a tramp stamp, which makes it mean completely <laughs> different things. Dude, no. Yeah. No, that's good. Is that, or is, yeah. is that like... Flirt with me or don't. It tells all the guys that, you know... <laughs> Do or don't. You know? That's right. If, if you're going for it, you better exactly. go for it. You're going to hit on me. Go all out. Hey, you're willing to try <laughs> new right. things. I, I applaud that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I consider Wink a uh, quitter because I, I go through, if I get a tattoo, I'm just like, yeah, I need to have it finished. So I will go well, through and just nonstop every How ironic is the no quote of the tattoo to have be half finished? Dude, how no, ironic you have is no the quote on the tattoo to be? I have laid there getting tattooed to get this thing finished. It's like probably <laughs> at least fifteen hours, maybe twenty. Like, there's a lot of hours on this I, thing. Don't look at don't look at me. I have a tattoo that goes up my side and across my back. That is over twenty hours that I have done. That I literally went through and did. The tattoo artist so would only do three hours at a time. So I went back through, and as soon as I got done with one, I scheduled another one until it was finished. Yeah. Well, Uphill through the snow. That's probably what I should do, but, <laughs> you know, I don't. Whatever. No. All right. My, uh, You're next. a quitter. <laughs> my, honorable, my honorable mention quote is, at that speed, do you think you'll be able to pull out in time? <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. (laughs) All right. Who do you guys think Ray's parents are? Nobody. Nobody? You think that the movie reveal was... Okay. Spoiler. Skip ahead 15 seconds. Yeah. Spoiler. I completely agree (laughs) with Stan. I believe the movie was true and that Ray's parents were nobodies and... That they are truly trying to get away from what these movies are. Um, we're trying to go through and saying, oh, in order to be a Jedi, you had to have this um, bloodline and everything. I think they're trying to steer away from that because, hell, the Jedi were how relevant for how long during the Clone Wars and Jedi Wars and Sith Wars and it hadn't. Nothing to do, nothing to do with actually bloodlines because 
the actual Jedi were not allowed to marry. They were not allowed to have mm-hmm. children. So in order for the Jedi to actually survive this long, they could not rely actually on bloodline. And I think they're trying to steer the actual movies away from I that. I 100% agree with everything you just said, and I strongly disagree with your conclusion. Look, <laughs> go back and watch The Force Awakens. When they're when her parents are like flying away in their ship, that does not look like a poor ass junk trading ship. It 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 looks like somebody has more money. I am maybe I'm kind of going on a really small limb here. Are you saying Jedi's have to no, have no, no, money? No, I'm not, hear me out. Hold on. <laughs> I think she is related to somebody with the force. My prediction is that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. I know that's probably absurd, but I think she is related to somebody, and I kind of think that that would be really interesting from a story aspect, that you have kind of the light side hero coming from the dark side and the dark side villain coming from the light side, and then there's going to be some sort of meshing between the two in the next movie. That's my opinion, at least. But I... I think that her parents are going to be somebody. It's, I think it's been focused on too much and spent too much time talking about how important it is and the fact that they weren't in a shitty-ass ship when they dropped her off on Jakku. And, like, I do, I do agree with you that they're trying to get across the point about, you know, anyone can be a Jedi, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think they need to get rid of get away from the actual like bloodline that the characters in order to be uh, a supreme Jedi or an amazing Jedi you need to become from an actual Jedi I think they're trying to get away from that which I completely agree with Um, here's how they get away from that which I kind of they make a completely new trilogy that doesn't involve bloodlines yeah which they may or may not have announced. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think that Ray will still be a bloodline, and the new movie will be out of the bloodlines. Interesting. But yeah, I could totally see that. You never know. I, I could see that also. But, I the, agree. but to keep with the, uh, the the things that have already been debunked to not matter, um, who do you think Snoke is? Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> He's half the man he used to be. Oh, hey <laughs> The jokes get better the more he drinks. Oh, God. <laughs> they do. Or worse. Totally off the rails look at, at this point. Well, I've been drinking, too, so I'm not sober <laughs> hearing the joke. I'm, I'm ready to laugh yeah. at anything. Yeah, I, I don't think Snoke's anybody either. I think they had a plan for him, and I think they threw it in the garbage. This is the best so part. I think, of, I think they had a plan for so him. This is the best worst part of this trilogy. Someone. <laughs> That's yeah. he was originally someone, and then he was cut in half, and then he was. This no is what one. I'm saying. This is where, this is where this this trilogy is fun and terrible at the same time. You have J.J. Abrams write the first one. You have Ryan Johnson write the second one and throw out everything that J.J. Abrams built towards. And yeah. then you have J.J. Abrams come back for the third one, 
so that he can he can get his revenge and just crap on everything that Ryan Johnson did. So that I I, I look forward to nine for the very fact that nothing that Ryan Johnson did is going to make sense either. I actually kind of disagree with you. I see a lot of paths where everything that happens in the two movies can coexist in the last movie if it's done right. I mean, you can still make Snoke important. You can still make Ray's parents kind of matter even if they are nobody you could make it kind of important the aspect of luke you could i mean there's still so much stuff that you could do with what happened um the knights of ren like all of that stuff there is still so much potential for uh creating an interesting story in episode nine in my opinion and i think that's kind of why jj abrams is coming back is to help tie all of that together. All I know is it's got to be a three-hour movie to finish up how a de- completely depleted so. resistant... To, 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 to get across the point that a completely depleted, depleted resistance is going to beat up the First Order at this point in one movie. Does it... Hold on. Unless, does it unless the end of the... I would say, unless the trilogy ends with the First Order winning, which would be amazing. <laughs> which would no, be amazing. Imagine Kylo turning and the First Order winning. So the light side wins from a different way they've ever won before. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Why don't you hit us with that next question? Yeah. Take us back to Swugga. Okay, uh... Favorite Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes battle mode, Territory Wars, 100%. Territory 100% Wars, yes. Very yes. nice. Okay, what about you, Sparrow? <laughs> this this is right. Cantina Vizsla just goes through and asks ourselves our own questions <laughs> to answer. That's because I wasn't paying attention. I was drinking or doing something else. I don't know what. That's because Stan is ready for I th- sleep. I think that was your answer for the last yeah, time. <laughs> Interview yourselves. Keep going. Y'all are great at this. <laughs> Stan is ready for oh, sleep. I'm already I doing know that. what is happening so, right now. I know it. But so Galaxy of Heroes favorite mode to me also, I agree with Stan, is Territory Wars. Some people may agree disagree with me. I like that because um, some people disagree just because of the rewards or how their guild's doing. I like it just because every time you go into it, it's different. You may get a team, a guild that decides to go all offense and just put really, really bad defense in. Um, the last guild we just went through and played, they went through and had some really big whales in their guild and they went really heavy on defense every pretty much every territory we went up against they had gear 12 fully maxed teams in there and they just went through i personally i think they went way too heavy on defense they didn't leave enough uh offensive teams for themselves so we were able to eke out a win by like um I think it was like 10 or 15 actual battle battles. Um, and that was it. So I find it interesting to see how people set defenses first offense and how they go through. So I think it's really fun. 
Yeah, it was good. Those guys had more more gold than Fort Knox de- uh, defending their territories. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, the next question: favorite non Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Star Wars game. I'll start that one off. Mass Effect, best trilogy in a long time. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you jumped ahead a question, but we'll go back to the question oh, I asked. Oh, I sure did. Oh my god. I'm so <laughs> Star sorry. Wars game, Stan. Star Wars game. Ruined. Come on. Yeah, I ruined the podcast. Listen. Sorry, start over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let everyone, stop your recording. <laughs> We're gonna go back and start over. No, no, no. That's fine. Stan, would you like to try again? <laughs> yes, uh, my non or non Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Star Wars games, way too many letters in a row. <coughs> is I'm gonna go with Kotor, um, because it's Mass Effect with uh, Star Wars. <laughs> that it is Fair. for sure. And I guarantee, if I went back and played Mass Effect like I did when I was in the Navy, it would feel exactly how Kotor does now, the same way, only a little newer. Yep. They really need to remake that one. <laughs> remaster it yeah for sure that'd be awesome i played god of war remastered uh, on my playstation i bought it for four dollars during one of playstation sales but the original god of war remastered so good love that game yeah i'm gonna cheat a little bit too for my uh non-star wars game i already said mass effect but destiny is a close second i've put in thousands of hours in that stupid game yeah dude <laughs> yes i i just said it <laughs> So apparently we're going to combine yes. these yeah, why not? two uh, questions. But uh, the uh, Star Wars game, I'm as far as time that I put into it, is KOTOR and KOTOR 2. Um, but it naturally close um, going through it. I actually liked, what was it called? I think it was called Rogue Squadron. Ah, yes. um, that was on like N64 and GameCube game. where you yeah. actually just flew the actual ships and everything to go through. Um, those games were amazing, but those games were amazing, but I played a lot more KOTOR and KOTOR 2, um, which it's exactly why I got into Galaxy of Heroes is because of that turn-based strategy game um, and that mechanism itself, because that is originally what I actually was looking for in the App Store Um when I found Galaxy of Heroes and then mm-hmm. non Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes game that I, and non Star Wars also that I've gone through and played and is actually I find it absolutely amazing and that I've played for the longest is actually um Call of Duty 4 uh, Modern Warfare uh, the suspense is, is probably the He's game that I've the played screen. the most I really um, outside of now. everything. All the podcasters are hearing it. so The podcasters hear it. I want to hear it again. What was it, Sparrow? <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. My internet crapped out again. <laughs> For which one? Star Wars Galaxy Heroes non, or non-Star non- Wars Galaxy, Galaxy Heroes? Galaxy Heroes? Non-Galaxy of Heroes was Call of Duty uh, 4. Modern the Warfare, first Modern Warfare? is actually the most that I've actually played. Oh, man. The first Modern Warfare? Amazing. Yes, the oh, original. I can't tell you um, how many hours I put on through, multiplayer on that game. Yeah, I played so much. Like, where we would go through, I was actually 
in college when that started. Mm-hmm. Um, so times. my brother was my roommate and we would have our cousin come up and we would actually go through and we were we were playing the beta. So we actually had I don't know how my cousin did it. He would take the saw and the machine gun and be able to get headshots. So he would have like the hundred headshots to be able to get like the gold saw. And we're like, I have no idea how the hell this is possible, but you were able to do that. So that is all my brother and my cousins and everything. And I did was played that game. So we had like all the skins maxed out for like all the guns and memorized all the maps, had all the, uh, map packs it was absolutely amazing that's uh you know that's exactly how i was with halo 2 because in college halo 2 was the big multiplayer game when i was in college and i would sit and play halo 2 like a freaking madman know where every hiding spot everything was you could stand on any point in the map and just look and know that there was going to be a head just sitting there and shoot it oh i love that game yeah, that was that was my second as far as games go. I d- I just like the uh, Modern Warfare just because I got to play online with everything and be with my cousins yeah. and everything. But um, freshman and sophomore year in college, it was Halo and Halo Two and everything. And I did the same thing as you. Is like I knew where those heads were going to pop up, and I had plenty of those guys pissed off because I would be playing a match and I would have a pistol <laughs> lined up across the map and they would see the kill cam of me just zoomed in with a pistol and just sniping the (laughs) hell out of them and them just cursing the hell out of me because of that yeah the pistol headshot from across the map is not a fun way to die (laughs) i was that same way with modern depends on who you are i like modern warfare 2 a lot that's the game i've played most (laughs) in my life other than probably goldeneye which Ah, Goldeneye, classic. God, that was a good game. That's a classic multiplayer there. <laughs> Unless you're a dirty screen looker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you I was a bastard. Bastard. Oh, and you know good old land parties. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. That's why you got to put the blanket over your TV and over your head. That's right. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that, too. I mean, we were way off the rails, and I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, back then, we played on, like, a 14-inch color TV split four ways. And we're like, man, this is the best video game experience I've ever had. And now we're like all of our own 65-inch screen to ourselves. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Surround sound. If you were to play on like, a 14-inch, you're like, what is this? And if you were to ask yeah. someone if they wanted <laughs> to have so a good. land party, they'd be like, I don't even know what a land party is. That's right. I don't, I don't swing that way, brother. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean I should bring my TV to your house? I'm not carrying my 65-inch <laughs> TV to your house. Right. Why do you not have five TVs in your house? Stan says that, and I. Re- <laughs> Stan says that, and I remember going through with like how I mentioned like playing with my cousins. Is that is exactly what we did Christmas Eve, and then my cousins and I like we would always go to go to vacation um, all together to uh, North Carolina together. So we would honestly work out who was bringing tvs so we would have a room that would have three or four tvs all together and we would have it lined up with all of us sitting essentially back to back looking at our own screens so we couldn't have those effing 
screen lookers <laughs> on it because everybody had their own TVs and each uh, team had their own TV. Oh, yeah. That's the way awesome. to do it. And given our age up here, too, but these weren't flat screens back then. These were big old boxes that weighed... <laughs> 50 to 100 pounds. Oh, yeah. So if someone brought you, asked you to bring a TV over, you're bringing that, <laughs> that 20-something inch that's like 100 pounds. And they yeah. have to have a pickup to transport it. You're not taking it in your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Wink. I think it's time to play some trivia with our friends here. All right. We can certainly do that. Where... <laughs> It's time for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Trivia! Literally took three hours for us to get the jazz music back, but it is finally back, and I am I am happy about this. So, <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? We had the jazz music earlier. You just weren't <laughs> present for it. <laughs> Did you play that while you were going over arena shipments while I was gone to visit uh, the Banyo? No, whenever we were waiting on you to figure out how the hell the internet works. Oh, inner, well, that's a that's a weekly problem, and uh, yeah, weekly, weekly, I figure it out, so that's a good sign. We don't want to be kicked off Twitch either, so yeah. Real quick, before we Speaking start trivia, Twitch, big shout out to people that are still hanging in there. Yeah, there's, I know there's quite a few people Nin- still chilling around. It's kind of impressive. Thank you. Guys. And the viewers still go up. I assume some of our European friends are waking up and joining us this morning. So good morning to you. Thanks for coming to hang out. But uh, <laughs> so we got the Shattered Order trivia right now. I This is season seven. No, we're still in season six, but this is this episode is six. four. Season six, episode four, last episode of the season, which means we find out if I go on an 0-3 slump or I can pull out the win and not 0-3 punishments. So There's about to be a serious is line it, of punishments coming up, hopefully. Yeah. I, I, is it really an 0-3 punishment if you haven't done any punishments within that 0-3? Well, uh, well see, here's the one, thing about... Here's deliver. the thing... Here's the thing about punishments. I don't. I'm not going to remind him about them. So if he doesn't tell me during the week about them, I, I don't. I'm not going to do them. I've been getting some ideas. I'm not going to remind him. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> there, there's some stuff coming. I promise. Next week's going right, to be we'll interesting. <laughs> we shall good. see. We shall see. All right, we're going with the first question right now. As far as it goes, in. The Wink versus Dan challenge. He is up 16 to 14. We'll see how that fares by the end of this episode. Just to be clear, but, um, there you do have a conditional point still hanging, and I have three conditional points still hanging because of the trivia question from last week about the uh, Ewoks. So, uh, All right. Okay. Well, with that hanging over my head, that does not make this that much more fun for me. But we will see what happens. So, well, let's get into the first question. The first question is on the board, and it is as follows. 
all of these characters except one has an ability that cannot be evaded. Who does not? Geospy, Imperial Probe Droid, Bodhi Rook, Darth Vader, BB-8, or Death Trooper. I will read it one more time so you guys know what I'm saying. All of these characters except one has an ability that cannot be evaded. Who does not? Geospy, Imperial Probe Droid, Bodhi Rook, Darth Vader, BB-8, or Death Trooper. There are three that I can eliminate, but man, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's a tr almost man, a trick I'm, question. I'm stuck on two. Like, I want to go with the crappiest character, but then I think, why would he even be added to this? Reread the answers one more time. <clears throat> Geonosian Spy, Imperial Probe Droid, Bodhi Rook, Darth Vader, BB-8, and Death Trooper. I'm gonna get this wrong, I know it. Every time I go to write one, I then I don't. Um... I'm just gonna go with my instinct here. I'm just hoping we put the same answers. At yeah. Alright, does everybody have an answer? Yep. I I got two answers because I I don't think it's down to one. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> but it says except one. Alright, um, you Oh my damn you guys. Is Bodie Rook. Alright. I don't think that's correct. I'll be honest. What do you got, Sparrow? Because Stan, I see, also wrote Bodie Rook. Yeah, it went Bodie too. No, I, I got Vader's calling oh, blade. Oh, man. Because I don't think that is evadable, His... number one, when you actually do that. That's and true. And number two, I don't think Imp Imperial Probe Droid's self-destruct is also evadable. Uh, the... Is the two answers that well, I have? I know Vader has because an evadable I don't... one. It's his basic Jedi cannot evade his basic attack. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Calling Blade can actually when you actually use that whether it's evadable or not. Calling Blade and can be self destruct. I'm sure. Eh, then I'm wrong there. But the other one was uh, self destruct with Imperial Probe Droid. I think you might actually be onto something. I wrote Death Trooper, only thinking of his death mark, because it can be. Yes. So, can. I put Death Trooper. We got two Bodhi Rooks, and we also have a Darth Vader slash Imperial Probe Droid. The answer is Death Trooper does not. I almost put that. I kind of thought that was the answer, but damn it. All right. All right. Death Trooper it is. Damn it. I should have went with my strategy of putting every character in the game as my answer because then I would bound to be right. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what Sparrow's saying. Sparrow might be the only person on the planet with worse internet than I have. Dude, the snapshot that's stuck of his live video right now. <laughs> I don't know who's under his desk. That's all I'm going to say. 
All right, so trivia question. Old taco. <laughs> old taco. All right. Name. Serve again. All right, we're going to move on. Oh, he's back. I think his picture has changed. Name a character <laughs> that can ignore armor resistance completely, regardless of the opponent's buffs or debuffs. Plus one point for each character and minus one point for each can correct. Ooh, Ooh. a minus one point. <laughs> oh. oh, a minus. That means I don't write anything. Because <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. I think we care to ignore armor and resistance. This is rough. This changes things. <laughs> Sparrow, did you get the question? That's what she said. Yes, I did. We have no idea if he got the question. <laughs> I heard a noise, but I heard nothing else. All right, so I'll assume he did. It's on the screen. He can probably see it. He will add his answer into the live chat and also in... <laughs> He's making... Oh, man. These pictures of him that are freezing on my screen are amazing. I'm not even thinking of answers to this question. Okay, I gotta get back to this. Uh, question. I'm putting I an don't answer. Lose I feel like an idiot for putting an answer. God, I I know I've heard this uh this wording in abilities I have before, to, but I, I can't, can't remember who it is. I don't want to lose any. All right, um, okay. I've got nothing for an answer, so why don't you tell us what you got, Wink, and see if you get a point over me. Grand Admiral Thrawn. You got Thrawn. Sparrow, I see, is back. Did you have an answer? I, I, I put nothing, because I have no idea. <laughs> okay, you're with That's me. That's wise. How about you, Stan? What do you got Let there? Let me read this. Mother, Mother Talzin. All right. For plague. For plague. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. At least we got two responses. What do we got? All right. You got... Oh, interesting. Night Sister Spirit with Foresight. Darth Sidious, 50% on basic. Zeb, first special with Zeta if opponent is buffed. Jedi Consular, his special has a 50% chance. And lastly, Magma Trooper on his special. <laughs> you might have said that under your yeah, breath Yeah, beats but, the hell uh, out of me I got it. <laughs> Now, I think that part of this answer is it says It it, uh, it said ignores armor and resistance completely I think some of these abilities ignore resistance or ignore armor yeah, But this one specifically yeah. ignores both So I guess that's why Interesting It's some characters I can't believe Shit. Jerry does it so it's tied up. Damn, 15, Jerry. 15 taking out the questionable points from last week. You just need to stop with that, all right? Questionable <laughs> points matter. I care a hell of a lot at this point. All right. One point for each correct answer. Which characters slash ships have attacks that explicitly say they cannot be countered? 
Is that a thing <laughs> that exists in this game? Attacks that can't be countered? You said ships I guess there are some. Ships or characters? Yeah. I got an answer. I know. Seems pretty like, obvious. I actually. remember reading. I don't know how many, but I like I can't think of any. There are no negative points for answers, which is good. Yeah, you can write what you want to try to get points. <laughs> you won't get deducted on this one. You can put everybody. It's not going to hurt you. Character that's a good, ever. That's a good idea. <laughs> Alright, you guys need more time? Hold on. That's a yes. <clears throat> I'm coming up with a couple answers. I'm drawing I'm drawing a blank. Uh This is probably gonna be wrong with my answers, but that's okay. Okay, I got two answers. Alright, what do you got? I put Thrawn and Ghost. Any explanation to that, or just your guess? Nope, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Sparrow? So, I have post-special, as far as a ship goes, and then I have Thrawn Fracture. Ooh, post-ships, post that's a good one. Nice. I put a TIE Silencer, because why the hell not? Tuscan Shaman, because also, why the hell not? <laughs> See, my answer is, my answer I know can't be countered, because uh, it just can't, but I don't know that it explicitly says that it can't be countered, and that was Han Solo's first shot. Ooh. Shit, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. So we shall see, but it do, I don't know if it says that in the description of the ability. I think it probably says that it in the do, unique. It doesn't matter. Okay, maybe. Let's see here. I think you're right, Mother Talzin. You are one off on your your answer there, Stan. <laughs> what the F? General Grievous. Nice sister, really. General Grievous, Count Dooku, Rolo, and Sabine. All right, well, I'm going to have to go look at those after this podcast. Well, I disagree, but whatever. I would assume <laughs> I would assume Sabine's with her uh, Zeta because she puts days on everybody that they want to be able to counter, so that makes sense to me. But I don't understand why Thrawn isn't on there with his fracture because there's no way to um, actually attack is it, after he yep. fractured you. I think as they're saying, it explicitly says it in the, in the uh, description. Yeah, that's that's where I'm getting it because me and you are on the same page there where no one's going to no one's gonna counter after they've been dazed, but they'd also not be dazed then if that's, they tried to counter. That's a really good no, point. No, I don't know. F this wording. Yeah. <laughs> F welcome, this wording. Get the welcome, hell out of here. Like North welcome North. to uh, trivia. By the way, before we forget, if you did. big shout out to Tesh Karan, who was the one that did the questions this week. Um, so, yeah, we we have you to thank for our ignorance. <laughs> for me catching up so far without the technicalities. All right. Trivia number four. Uh, one point. Thrawn's How many leadership fracture, abilities? Real quick. Uh, Thrawn's fracture can't be evaded or resisted. That's what it is. It says nothing about counter. So. 
Carry on. All right. Question four. How many leadership abilities are there to that give counter chance to allies? Well, I have my answer. I didn't catch that question, so if you could repeat sure. it, that'd be amazing. How many leadership abilities are there that give counter chance to allies? I'm pretty sure this question is going to price of right me and be one more than my answer. That's the way these always work. And I'm pretty sure the same thing's going to happen to me. <laughs> Unless you have one less than me, then I hope it happens to you. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm good. How about you guys? Yep. Sure. I will show my answer. Cuatro. For those of you that don't know Spanish, that is four. So I put two because I know uh, I'm a gun D and I'm pretty sure there's one other, but I can't think of him right now. I know that's wrong, so I feel good. All right. All right. How about you, Stan? What do you got? All right. I've got with pictures. Uh, I'm a Gundy, Gar Saxon yep. and CLS. Yep, those Ooh, are the yep. Yeah, those are they. Those are the three for sure that I had. And I assume there was one I had forgotten. Sparrow's pictures disappeared, so I'm uh, not sure if we're gonna get his. Yeah, are he's still there? I'm going. Yeah, I'm going three, and it's CLS, Gar Saxon, and I'm a Gundy. All right. Well, let's see. Three is the correct answer. Damn it! Wink's paranoia got shit. the best of him. Shit! 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 So thank goodness. <laughs> Crap! Why the? Oh hell! Oh, that sucks. I always forget one. This time I knew them all. <laughs> exactly. I, you had the answer <laughs> right, but the paranoia got you. Oh. All right, last question. One point for each correct answer. Uh-oh. Chert and Bays, Churrit and Bays have two abilities that do not require Omegas or Zetas to max them out. There are three other characters that are the same way. Who are they? <laughs> Every time. The, the I love that these trivia is always just a way to make you feel completely stupid. <laughs> I think they do that on purpose for oh, you. Oh, they do. I, I remember... Upgrading a character not too long ago where I was like, wow, that's weird. They don't have an Omega. And I can't remember who it is. Save my soul. Well, that's good news. That'll really help you today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good thing you half remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. All right. I got three answers. I do not have three answers. I am thinking. Re repeat the question one more time. 
Alright, here we go. Chert and Baze have two abilities that do not require Omegas or Zetas to max them out. There are three other characters that are the same way. Who are they? And by the same way, it means two abilities that do not require Omegas or Zetas. Not just one. Oh. Well, that changes things. <laughs> I'm keeping my answer because I have no idea, but I'm keeping it in the vein of the question, so... We'll see. He says that now. It now makes a difference. Yeah. Oh, let me erase these no answers I had. <laughs> All right, I got three answers, and they are wrong. <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right. I put Chopper, Admiral Akbar, and Princess Leia. All right. How about you, Stan? What do you got? I wrote down three characters <laughs> for random reasons. Magna Guard, Plo Kloon, and Cup. Who's Magna Guard? Uh, IG-100. Oh, Magna Guard. Jerry. Damn it. I, oh, Magna Guard. Jeez. Uh, my joke Jerry, is ruined. Geez. I was thinking of Jerry. My apologies. <laughs> Magna Guard. Duh. All right. What do you got, Sparrow? I have Royal Guard, Night Sister Initiate, and chopper, we got two choppers. Wow! Well, so good. That two choppers. Get chopper. to the chopper. I like it. Get to the choppers. All right. So I wrote in the vein of Chert and Bays. I wrote Biggs and Wedge, and I also wrote Tuscan Raider. Ooh. Okay. All right. So here we go. The answer oh, no, reveal the is forthcoming. General Kenobi. General Grievous. <laughs> And Emperor Palpatine. Really? Yeah. General Kenobi and Emperor Palpatine? Yes, apparently they have two abilities each that do not have Omegas or Zetas. A.K.A. we all fail. A.K.A. there were three (laughs) answers we could answer. 160-something characters. Out of four (laughs) people... So, 12 answers. We could not get one <laughs> right between all of us. We suck. To be fair, who who uses a loser character like General Kenobi? That's anyway? a really yeah. good point. <laughs> if you do that, like, if you're not Seriously. even using a character that don't use Omegas, come on. Well, here's the sure, funny right. part, right? They got yeah. three tiers in this, right? You got General Kenobi, everybody uses. General Grievous, nobody uses. And Emperor Palpatine, who is kind of right there in the middle. Huh. Interesting. Exactly. We, yeah, who cares? (laughs) You have one that you should have leveled up and not even think about. You have one that you have going through, you have leveled up and actually thought about and didn't think anything of it when you upgraded. And then one you completely ignore. So, (laughs) yeah. It's just viable, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. Well, here's my thing about trivia and ending episode four of this trivia. I do not accept the council deciding whether I win or lose this season. I'm sorry. Not like last season. That will not happen. No, no, no. They're not deciding. <laughs> I they are. It's tied right now, and you want to give them control with the last week's question to decide whether well, I win or just lose. Just to be clear, the last week's question, I think I should get three points for, and I think you should get one point for. 
That's not just and like no, and designing. that would give you the win, and that would be terrible. It's All a right, ruling. Anyways. Like, come on. I wrote more no, answers than you. I deserve more points. And I and after the last ruling, I have no faith Wait. in the council. So why? Because I will they not accept correctly? their answer. Jeez. Oh, here so we it's go. Treason then. Yes, treason. <laughs> it is. D- Don't look at me. I think the uh, council should start uh, implementing negative points for incorrect answers that you guys write <laughs> when you go through and like hey there's three answers okay hey, i wrote six i think you should go through and get negative points right. for ones so you got wrong well, like hey no one can look at you because your picture's gone neither one of us would have any points at the end of the season <laughs> yeah we'd all <laughs> be a, who has less negative points what's wrong with that <laughs> See, seems like it works to me <laughs> <laughs> They nerf answers to OP. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we had a lot of fun in this episode. I want to thank specifically Stain and Sparrow for coming hanging out with us. I know this episode is another, I think it'll be our second longest episode ever or right around the, the time of our longest episode. But that always happens when we have guests that are cool and fun to hang out with. So, well, I mean, always happens recently because we... Uh, I think our first guest podcast was our longest one, and then the next one just kept getting longer, and it always just happens that way because we just like to hang out with you guys so much. So uh, if you have never listened to Cantina Vizsla podcast before, you are missing out. It is great stuff. I always enjoy listening to them on my way home and to work. They are good, and uh, you should check them out. So we're going to throw their links up in our show notes and everything else and uh make sure that you know where to find them so that you can check it out as well um stan sparrow you got anything else you want to throw out there Nah, just thanks for having us on it's been a lot of fun absolutely get to get on our show one yeah day. definitely that sure. would be awesome. yeah, definitely appreciate you uh having us on and yeah we are a little bit different that we tend to spend a little bit more time on what cg is possibly coming up with more than anything else. <laughs> I do. That is, and those, uh, the guesswork is, is a fun part of the podcast. So no I appreciate that. Well, as far as we go, check us out on Discord, discord.me slash Shattered Order. We are on Twitter at Shattered Order. If you love what we do, think about becoming a Twitch, pay, or Twitch subscriber. You can use your, uh, your amazon prime to do that for absolutely free at no cost to you and it still helps us you can also find our patreon another way to support us at patreon.com slash shattered order and as far as everything else goes anything else over that go to the shattered order at gmail.com and email us anything you're thinking and want to tell us and we will see those things and try to get back to you about them and uh, Wink, you sound like you had something else to add there. Also, if you want to buy anything off Amazon, go to our twitch.tv slash shattered order. We have a little Amazon link, like with some stuff that we use on the podcast and stuff. Just click on those Amazon links before you make your purchases. We would really appreciate it. And also, if you want to join our new deal as far as drinking beers with us as we do the episodes here coming up pretty soon... Uh, There will be a link in the show notes and on our Twitch page, there is a lovely little image you can just click on and it will take you to the proper link. So, yeah, should be fun. 
Yep, I agree. Well, to everyone that managed to make it this far in the live chat, I see that there are still 11 of you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Incredible. And uh, for everyone listening to the podcast, we appreciate you as well. Thanks for listening. We we look forward to seeing you next week for episode 81. Good Lord, we've been doing this forever. Um, yeah, that's it. So we will see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.